Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Merry Christmas. Coming to us from an undisclosed secret location, so... Please bear with any technical difficulties tonight, including those uh, Susan Wiki Wiki may impose live after the fact. You know the drill. And uh, Merry Christmas to the audience as well, of course. And Merry Impeachment if you're on the staff over at the Washington Post. I hope you guys had a fantastic week and weekend in light of the great news for your company. Uh, of course, the House votes to impeach the president and Nancy Pelosi has difficulty enforcing the solemnity and the somberness because remember yeah. this is very very sad she yep. wore black so you know how sad it is but she couldn't stop some of her ranks from cheering and applauding and uploading social media celebrations regardless that glare was something else yeah grandma glare right there the democratic presidential candidates debate again and this time the knives are out so that was at least entertaining a Man in Iowa gets 15 years in prison for burning a rainbow flag. Sounds like there are more details to this story. This was kind of getting some viral sensational attention over the yeah. last few days. All right, we'll check in on that. And uh, a hoax hate case from your old stomping grounds in Seattle. You ever been beaten at the Tuckwilla bus stop or wherever this happened? Uh, no, but I'm not an abusive tranny, so... An alleged transphobic beating turned out to be just a regular beating, and actually the victim was the aggressor. Yeah. yeah. So we'll check in with that story. And it will, uh, or we will take, rather, Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs or DLive, of course, in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening, Mitchell. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Com. One of the many things we have over on the website, of course, is special deals from listener-owned businesses. This week, our feature business is our friends over at Phoenix Ammunition. If you listen to this show by now, you know them. They're based out of Metro Detroit. Phoenix Ammunition is providing products to make sure citizens are armed and trained to protect themselves, their families, and their communities, whether you're looking for training, defensive, or competitive shooting ammunition. Phoenix has you covered. And of course, listeners of this show know 
you get 5% off your order using promo code MC listener. But in the wake of creeping tyranny in Virginia, Phoenix is proud to announce free shipping to everyone in that state. Hey, so if you're nice. living in Virginia, uh, shipping ends up being, you know, a huge cost on bulk ammo. So you might, you can get, I don't know, an unlimited supply of ammo shipped straight to you in Virginia at Phoenix's cost. So that's very cool of them to do that. And remember, the offer is good, not just for ammunition, but everything Phoenix carries. So that includes um, armor, medical supplies, all sorts of useful stuff. So check out the website at phoenixammo.com if you're interested in that sort of thing. If you need to prepare for Ralph Northam breaking down your door in a KKK robe at 3 in the morning, Phoenix has you covered. Uh, and as for the rest of us, if you're, if you're just looking to support a company that actually stands on principle when our rights are threatened, Phoenix is a great place to send your business. Find everything you need from our friends at Phoenix, as well as the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses. We got Charity Swipes, uh, Black Rifle Garb, Flyover States, uh, and Sonoran Defense Technologies. And I'm adding some new products soon, too, as well. So check in over there. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. In some uh, additional exciting news, uh, well, we have multiple pe- pieces of exciting news, but uh, we'll get to probably the more exciting in just a moment, if you'll humor me. But uh, I did get an email, a surprise email, from Podbean this week. Podbean is where we host the audio uh, of this show, so if you listen to this show on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever, it's coming through Podbean. Podbean sends me an email and says, Hey Matt, congratulations on having one of the top 10 news podcasts on their platform for 2019. Oh, it's news podcasts. Mm. That's that's still pretty good because they have 320,000 podcasts that they're hosting. So I actually don't know how they're measuring this because I mean, you know, viewership, I would think. I, I don't know. It's not like our audio listens are off the chart gigantic. They're good, and we appreciate people who listen over there. But I was surprised level of to see... racism plus viewership. That's what they're doing. That must be the metric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, appreciate everybody who listens to the show, and I of course appreciate Podbean for taking some time to recognize people creating material people want to consume on their platform instead of trying to censor us or trying to meddle with us or do whatever. Um, and as a reminder, if you'd like to take this show on the go, you, you want to uh, listen in your car or listen on your bus ride. You don't necessarily want video. You can get this show in an audio format pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked in the description and on the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash podcast. One additional announcement, no call-in show for the next two weeks. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Both of those days end, uh, or are on Wednesdays, rather. So have fun with your family. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And now, the announcement that's actually important. <laughs> Drum roll. Da, 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 yes. da, da, da. Um, so I got my genetic testing back this week, and the baby is healthy. No Down syndrome, no trisomy, nothing. And it is a girl. Congratulations. Thank you. So, uh you haven't decided a name though no i like diana right now but then you know there's that princess muslim banging whore so i think she might have just ruined the name forever (laughs) i don't know well um uh william and harry if you'd like to appear on this show to defend your honor of course recall that blonde smeared Meghan markle and that's part (laughs) of the reason she's banned on twitter one of many reasons yep uh, get in touch and we will arrange for a uh, royal, a chance for royal defense. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Christmas itself, of course, is somewhat of a controversy each and every year. It's always alleged that there's a war on Christmas. You can't say Christmas. And I've always thought that that's kind of overblown. I've never really had anybody push back on me for saying Merry Christmas. Yeah. And but I do know you go into Target or places like that and the imagery is decidedly secular. There's not a lot. You don't actually see the word Christmas that much. Right. There's Santa images and reindeer, but there's a lot of holiday language. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is I never really bought into this cultural fight that much. There was an example with um, Neil Gorsuch this week, though, that <laughs> that sort of illustrates aspects of this are real. So Supreme Court Justice, of course, Neil Gorsuch, he has a new book out or a book that's been out for a few months since the fall. I think he appeared on Fox in France to promote the book, doing an interview about it. Right. See if you can catch what's controversial in this interview segment. Joining us now for a rare live interview, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. Good morning to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love that you say that. He said it. I can't believe it. He said it. The reason that is, um, that is controversial, actually, is because of that Christmas language. So there, <laughs> this uh, Amy Vanderpool, who is, uh, I guess, a D.C.-based BBC contributor, mm-hmm. tweets this out and it gets a ton of traction on Twitter. 14,000 likes. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch just appeared on Fox and Friends this morning, making a point to parrot the Merry Christmas talking point of the GOP. What? It's, it's a GOP talking point to say Merry Christmas. Uh, maybe he just likes Christmas. The tweet continues, if he's willing to go on Fox and throw a shout out to Republican narratives, what else is he willing to do? Dun, 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 dun. Um, Can't Christians just have a holiday? Can't we just have a holiday? Apparently not. Uh, I saw Steven Crowder note, and I think he's exactly right. Either there is no war on Christmas or Merry Christmas is a GOP talking point. You get to pick one. Yeah. You can't have both of those points. Yeah. And that's not the only source of the criticism here. So Brian Stelter is actually out there tweeting. He's not mad about the Merry Christmas language. He's just mad that Gorsuch would appear on Fox and Friends. (laughs) He says uh, Gorsuch is on Fox and Friends right now. The question, how is it appropriate for a Supreme Court justice to try to goose sales of his three-month-old book by chatting on one of the most partisan shows on TV? Okay. I mean... Gorsuch has been interviewed on CNN. I don't know about Brian Stelter's show specifically, but on CNN. CNN co-produced that glowing documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg does media appearances all the time. The time. In fact, well, she used to before she died. We're going we're gonna to view an allegedly current Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, interview momentarily. But it is the selective outrage on all of this is, is quite funny. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's entirely dishonest. It's Brian Stelter acting like he doesn't have one of the most partisan shows on TV, the same show that has countless supposed medical experts on to talk about how Trump is clinically crazy right. all the time. He, he's nonpartisan. He's straight down the middle. We spoke, what was it, two weeks ago? Recently, this, there was this UPS driver incident in Florida where armed robbers hijacked a UPS vehicle the police shot the robbers and also the UPS driver and also some random uh, uh, citizen, uninvolved bystander citizen. Well, um, it looks like a FedEx driver in Philadelphia has learned the lesson because the similar thing happened in Philadelphia this week. A FedEx driver was shot by an armed robber while making a delivery. The driver was armed himself and returned fire striking the robber several times the robber later died from his injuries very good 
the driver is expected to recover. A, a few hours ago, I read that a police spokesman said it was unclear if the driver had a permit to carry. Now the update to the story very recently is that the FedEx driver was licensed to carry. Okay. So that's all legally square, it would appear. Uh, oh, assuming I bet we're not the mainstream media something. was dying to find out about that. And then when they did, they dropped the story. FedEx right now is not willing to say if their employees are allowed to carry on the job. I'm, I'll be curious to see. It seems like the legal aspect of this is somewhat clear unless there's some facts that we're, we're totally missing or don't they shouldn't know tell people that they're just saying they it's an internal policy and they don't disclose it is what Good. FedEx is saying right now, which right. to me does mean like, yeah, that's fine. But we just don't want the backlash of saying that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if people know that FedEx uh, employees are not armed, then there are going to be an increasing number of armed robberies on FedEx. Yeah, yeah, I, I, there's definitely a security liability there, mm -hmm. too. Uh, I will be curious to see, though, if this guy gets punished by FedEx in any way, that will be a major bummer. But so far, no indication that's going to happen. I'll just uh, I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled to see if it does. And uh, even, I mean, even this is kind of a lesson too. I've always had these questions about say carrying in places like Costco where you're not allowed to carry. It's kind of two schools of thought on that. One is respect of the property owner's wishes. The other is like my rights are my rights. And right. if they ask me to leave, I'll leave, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. I mean, tally this one in the better safe than sorry. Like let's say FedEx had a rule that says no carrying while you're on the job and you carry while you're on the job anyway. I'd, I'd rather be fired by FedEx than dead. So we'll see what the uh, remaining facts are in this case. And uh, good for that guy. Uh, there's been a law change. There's been a law change in New York that uh, seems like parody, but it's real. This was back in June. Governor Cuomo in the state of New York signed a law that uh, allows people to apply for driver's licenses without providing a social security number, i.e. illegals can get driver's licenses in New York. Monday was the first day of the change, and there were reportedly hours-long lines that popped up at DMVs across the state, but specifically in New York City. When I first saw this footage, I thought, nah, this has got to be, like, misreported, or there's got to nope. be something. This is from The Hill, man. It's not some fringe Twitter account. This is, uh, these are lines in New York for illegals to get driver's licenses. And as if that's not enough, look at how this camera angle pans around, walks down here, looks around the block, and it goes as far as the eye can see, basically. And then the clip just ends. So we, we actually don't even know how long that goes. Man, um, lots of nice jackets on those illegals. Just wanted to point that out. <laughs> I don't, I'm not in the position to tell them how to do their job, but this seems like a great ice uh, setup point. Yeah, perfect. Get them all together and then deport them all. I'm kind of surprised there are that many. I, I guess, I'm trying to think, is there someone who would take advantage of this law who, I guess you shouldn't assume that they're all illegals. It's possible some of them aren't. Why the influx all at the same time, though? Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can assume you can assume it's it's overwhelmingly that particular uh, group. Um, I, I guess I'm surprised that that many of them would be willing to show up publicly at a easily identifiable place like that. Where, yeah, it's almost like they're really confident they're not going to get deported because they totally aren't. Yeah, which by all reports, I, I haven't seen anything any reports of any anybody getting busted up at at these places. So I guess it worked. Uh, let's see what else we got. Well, a few more quick stories here. And, uh, the, uh, 
any opportunity I can get to make fun of Vox, of course I will take. Because of course, a lot of the stuff that's going on with YouTube and all the, the nonsense that's impacting channels like ours is Vox's fault. All this nonsense with Carlos Maza and Steven Crowder and him not having a you know skin thick enough to be to be called a queer and just move on with his life or whatever. Despite constantly calling himself a lispy queer. Yeah. Well, a queer, at least. I don't know about lispy. Mm. Lispy is over the line. Anyway, uh, California has has this new law that's all about getting control of the, the quote unquote gig economy. So this is cracking down on employers who hire out independent contractors as opposed to employees. So like if you if you drive for Uber or Lyft or um, or if you write for Vox in this case and you kind of do it on this like infrequent or informal basis, you can do it as an independent contractor. And that means a few things like it means the terms of your employment may or may not be as secure and you may or may not have a lot of benefits associated with it. But legally speaking, because you're not an employee, you don't have the right to unionize in the same way. So California cracked down on this to make sure that these independent contractors at various businesses were being properly categorized as employees, which means they have the right to unionize and they potentially are eligible for, for all sorts of benefits. And, and uh, <laughs> with the prediction, I guess, that employee em, employers would happily go along with this and say, yeah, of course, that's no problem. We'll dip into our Scrooge, our Scrooge McDuck right, right. Uh, pool and we will happily uh, cough up all the money that we don't have to pay for all these things. Okay. Vox celebrated this. Back in September, they pushed, they put out this piece, gig workers win in California is a victory for workers everywhere. They celebrated AB5 regulating employers who classify workers as independent contractors. On Wednesday, it's now being reported, Vox Media to cut hundreds of freelance jobs as a result of new California law. Right. You're telling me that cracking down on these employers caused the employer to say, well, this isn't worth the hassle. I'll just cut the dead weight. Yeah. I can't believe it. I Despite can't. the bad PR they knew they were going to get. I mean, they, you have to expect that everybody's going to do this. This is, this is obviously what's going to happen. California. It's going to have the same impact on Uber, Lyft. All this stuff is going to make it. And let's say Uber and Lyft decide to uh, retain those employees. They, they think it's worth. They still think they can turn a profit under these conditions. Guess who pays for these new regulations? Because it's not Uber and Lyft. It just gets passed off to the consumer, which means your ride is more expensive next time. Great. Thanks, guys. Fantastic, California. Carry on. We didn't have time to discuss it last week, and it was still under development, so I was kind of curious how CO is going to get resolved, so I just left it. But uh, if you caught the Army-Navy football game, the annual Army-Navy football game last weekend... Navy uh, broke a losing streak and defeated Army, but the event became controversial because prior to the game, two midshipmen allegedly flashed the OK sign on live television, accused by reactionaries of flashing a white power hand sign. Of course, we've been through this one a million times, but yeah. you know the bit. This The circle game is somehow the, the white power hand sign. Well, there was investigation. The Navy got right on this to make sure that we, we understand what happened here, as though they don't have better things to do. After investigation that included background checks on the cadets by the Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Oh, my God, what a waste of time and energy. And the FBI participated, too. Re- the, the investigations revealed no known associations with any racist or white supremacist group. So the Navy has concluded the cadets intended to play a sophomoric game 
the circle game. Um, good thing we used the full resources and force of the federal government to get to the bottom of this. Were they reprimanded? No, as far as I understand, oh, not. Oh, well, that's good. All right. At least I don't. I haven't seen anything that says that. But even if it's the circle game, the problems are not gone because as humans, human right, human rights campaign communications person Charlotte Clymer says, uh, the circle game is actually homophobic. Because the point of the circle game is a male getting another male to look in the direction of their penis and then punching them for looking. So it might yeah. not be white supremacism, but it's certainly homophobia. It's just we, a way for dudes to be able to beat up on their douchebag friends. Yeah, homophobia. We, we got to investigate this too. get the criminal investigative units back on the case. That has actually homophobia. never even occurred to me. I've never thought that. That's that's a new one to me, but uh, why wouldn't you just put it over your junk then? Yeah, it's always below the waist, but I've never seen it like actually I've never I didn't know the point was to be like over your crotch. I've never understood it that way. I think that's grasping at yet another straw is what I'm saying. Well, um, of course, the item that we uh, we must discuss and I'm sure a lot of our audience is interested in because the groping continues. The groping will never end. Uh, And the groping got in your face and personal not quite in your face but certainly personal oh Uh, come on this weekend uh so this was the turning point usa student action summit in la and uh nick fuentes the man himself was outside uh talking to people and doing his own thing doing some live stream from what i understand uh meanwhile your favorite guy ben shapiro and his family they were crossing the street to enter the venue and fuentes confronted ben about his um Refusal to engage, basically. This is what the encounter looked like. Ben, it's great to see you. Why did you give a 45-minute speech about me at Stanford? And you won't even look hey, at my Hey, 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 he's with his kids. Come on, I'm hey, right hey. here. Hey, 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 let him cross. I know you're with your family, but I can't get to anywhere else. A 45-minute speech? Wow. Well, that's, that's our free speech warrior, everybody. Champion of the Battle of Ideas. Come on, it's his family. 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 It's you're trying to make yourself sound important and you're not. They've been swearing it for years. This is the only time we can get him is when he's crossing the street and he uses... I guess he's just like the Palestinians using human shields, right? <laughs> but, um... Got him. Uh, okay. I don't know. I mean, he wasn't that confrontational. And so, if I, if I understand correctly, Ben Shapiro was at the Turning Point USA event with his kids. Yeah, I, he, he was a speaker. I don't know if he's entering the venue to speak at this particular point in time, but he was a general participant in the event. My understanding, I'm not 100% sure on this, but Fuentes is not allowed to participate in the event or he's not supposed to go in or whatever. He's banned, basically. I'm, maybe I misunderstood that, but he's outside of the event. He's not a participant in the event. Yeah, it's kind of weak. Uh, basically, I don't like anybody in this case. I... I fully agree that it's a lame move to discuss someone what he's referencing is the stanford speech from ben shapiro which nick fuentes was discussed personally 
And beyond that, Ben, like we've talked about with Charlie Kirk, basically refuses to engage with him personally. So we're talking about a case where someone's talking shit and then refusing to actually debate with you or engage with you, which I agree is um, is not cool. I don't, I don't like that. If you're going to if you're going to criticize, it's the rule that goes for anyone on this show. Anyone we criticize, I'm happy to engage with on this show and allow them to defend themselves. I think that's just basic fairness. That's, so it's my understanding that like Nick has tried to approach him in a more appropriate venue multiple times online and things like that. Is that a, a proper assumption? I'm not sure. I, Let me know the live. I time. believe that's the case. But that said, I also don't think that it necessarily justifies this sort of thing. And I'm not saying that this is some criminal act. I'm not saying it's criminal stalking. I just think this is bad form. I think it's bad form to be confrontational with a person at their venue. This isn't Nick's venue. It's it's Ben's venue and Turning Point's venue. I agree. They haven't been very fair to him. But you're confronting a guy's family as he's trying to walk away and following. I think that's a recipe for bad encounters, bad things to happen. Yeah, um, people get really protective over their children. And I can't say that I would necessarily blame someone for being very protective about their family. Now, to be fair to Nick, there wasn't a threat here. I don't think that like... That, that it's even that it's necessarily an implied threat, but I let's put it this way. If someone confronted, if I've talked about someone on this show and they decided to confront me uh, and my fiance or something, or even me and my, my parents or whatever family on the street. And then I'm walking away cause I choose not to engage and they continue following me heckling. That's going to be a problem. Uh, I'm going to be far more aggressive with that person than Ben was here, but that's his decision whether he wants to be or not. Yeah, I mean, he should have addressed this in some kind of public debate. Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get, I get that Nick's frustration is that Ben will not do that. Yeah. Uh, and I think Nick would say, I do want to engage on, in those terms, but they, they refuse. They just talk shit about me and they refuse to yeah, engage. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm surprised that there was so much public reaction to this and like people split down right down the middle. Yeah, people are really pissed about this on both sides. And like people are like Ben's a monster and then people are like Nick's a monster. Yeah. Like it's and, like and actually I, I actually truth be told I don't actually care about this one that much. I don't um I'm not going to pretend here. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be outraged. All I will say is that if you start getting confrontational with people's families, bad shit's going to happen and I probably won't feel sorry for you if it does. So, yeah. you know, Take, take that warning if you'd like to heed it. Otherwise, carry on. Now, for Nick's part, he responded to some of the criticism that he's harassing or stalking or whatever else. And he's saying now they're, they're spinning this as harassing Ben's family. He incidentally crossed the street corner and I was, that I was streaming at. He passed by unobstructed and I called him out uh, asking about his speech. Let's stop with the calculated and dishonest outrage. I can't agree that it was... I can agree with, I can accept his perspective, but I can't agree that this was incidental. Like he's outside of TPUSA for yeah, a reason. Yeah, but I also, I, I'm with him that like, when I watched this, I didn't perceive this as particularly threatening. I, this was like pretty minor heckling. It's, to me, it's the following, man. The following really bugs me. And I just think like put, put yourself in, a, in that situation. Put yourself in Ben's situation and you're out with your husband or maybe you're, you're, baby your your soon to be baby i mean if river phoenix starts following me down the street when i'm pregnant like he's gonna get river gibbs river gibbs or did i say river phoenix my brain yeah. doesn't work uh, river <laughs> gibbs you know he's gonna yeah, get kicked in the tiny wiener yeah let's say he does that um yeah i think you'd react uh very defensively but i don't really know that he followed him he just kind of was yelling like so that he could hear him i mean i, I have to 
there is a following element here. Is it, is it following for yeah. blocks? Would I say that we need like police intervention? I mean, I think that's more up for Ben to decide at what level he thinks he's threatened and the police to evaluate. But uh, I'm just saying this is bad precedent. This is bad precedent. The yeah. solution here, here's the solution. The solution, as I've said with Charlie Kirk, is just is just to keep raising the point. Oh, they talk shit about me, but they refuse to debate. That's compelling. You're going to yeah. get the sympathy of people like me on that point. And gonna... Groypers are really pro-family. And so I think, the, I, I hate that I'm even saying this. It makes me want to punch myself in the face, but the optics weren't great. <laughs> there was a lot of optics debate on Twitter. Uh yeah, I mean, I think I think on the point of like they all they do is smear me and refuse to engage. Nick has the upper hand. I think this sort of thing is a, is a a bad precedent and a I don't know who that chick was yelling at him like you shouldn't go low because they go low, but I do agree. Like you have the upper hand. Don't resort to tactics like this. That oh no, really... she was wrong. I mean. I th I think she's gonna right. Get on, down in the mud with them, like. I think she's right on the. I don't know if I don't know what her perspective on Nick is. Like the you're point a nobody, of, blah blah. This is the kind of stuff. Well, that that, that was kind of the. Yeah, I I don't care about that. Also, who the hell much, was she? Is she what, my point is bodyguard? that that you have an upper hand, and this sort of tactic uh, minimizes it. it I makes wonder if he's ever much less Maybe I don't have all the information. I wonder if he's ever tried to confront Ben in person before. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's also one other point I didn't like. Um, there, a lot of people are taking shots at Ben for supposedly using his family as a shield. And I know that Nick was joking when he said that there, he's just making a stupid joke, but many on Twitter are making the same point and they're not joking. And they're saying that Ben like purposely picked up his kid to use him as a shield as, a, or that he just has his family there as a shield straight up. I mean, I'm not so cynical to believe that Ben is trotting out his visibly several months pregnant wife purely for the purpose of shielding himself from Nick Fuentes. And yeah. I think if you're in a situation where it's like, you don't, you know, you've had some beef with this person, you know, you're not on good terms. You don't know what's going to happen. I think it's just a parental instinct to grab your child or secure your child. I, I can't was be the so kid sim walking or something. I think the kid was walking and then well, also leading. kids walk really slow. And you don't, you don't know where the kid up. wanders or what I, I can't fault him for being with his family and or carrying his child. That I don't know. The takeaway from this unfair. is that I don't care. That's really fair good. enough. I don't fair, care. Fair enough. I know a lot of people uh, do care a lot. So, you know, I, I'm sure We'll get I'm accusations of being both cucks and Nazis. Like I saw this going around Twitter, and when I watched the clip, like I expected something really, really serious based on the reaction. And then I was like, "That's it," and then immediately forgot about it until I saw it in the show notes. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess we have to talk about this." Wow, I thought you would have been all about this. I thought this was like right up your alley. No, I, just, I don't. I don't really care. I mean, in general, uh, I don't think this would piss me off if like somebody confronted my family and me in, in the street. Yeah. It, it would piss me off, but also I'm so biased because I hate Ben Shapiro. So I, <laughs> I can't the, speak yeah. about this objectively. I think there's probably a lot of truth on both parties here. There are a lot of, there's no shortage of passionate hatred pre-existing for both people. <laughs> that's true. Maybe that's where so, the source of the outrage is. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it is. It's like a collision of two of the most hated people by different groups in this. Like our live chat world. right now is just hilarious. It's like, you're so cringe for defending Ben. You're so cringe for defending Nick. Nick's such an asshole. Ben's such an asshole. It's like people are even yeah, I, split the down split, the middle. In this the one. split is pretty insane. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm, I'm just trying to call it as objectively as I see it. And I just got to be honest that if I was in Ben's, Ben's position, uh, I'd be pretty pissed off. At the same time, I would also be pissed off if someone did a Stanford speech talking shit about me and then refused to engage. I get right. that too. I just don't think and that also, one necessarily justifies the lack. That's true. But when yeah. you go after somebody like Nick Fuentes, um, you have to expect that he's going to be like a dog with a bone. He's been yeah. really consistent in his behavior uh, when public figures criticize him. And he's open to debate. And I think that if you're going to make a speech that is clearly going to go viral about somebody like Nick Fuentes, you have to expect some baseline level of outrage from his audience and that he's going to react in some kind of confrontational way. It's like pick your targets based on the amount of reaction that you can tolerate. I do think it's fair to say that if your if your approach to Nick Fuentes is to ignore him, be consistent in that approach. You don't there's no obligation to engage with Nick Fuentes. But if you just don't want to engage with him, don't talk shit in speeches. Just be like I I don't like that guy. I don't want to talk about him. That's fine. You're allowed to it do that. It was a speech like basically about Nick. <laughs> Uh, it, it was a. It, it's not the whole speech, but it was a lot. It was there, there a was, lot. It was and many this, like, minutes. Rise yeah. of white nationalism thing is such bullshit. And then I have heard, and we talked about this before the show, and I think this is relevant. But I have heard Ben Shapiro say that racists should be doxxed, fired, and publicly harassed. He said that on the Rubin Report. And I don't think it's fair Nick to say racist. that. That's yeah. I mean, but I'm, I know that he hasn't like made a call for people to publicly harass Nick. But he has, you know, he has called him racist a bunch and has supported this attitude that people that he perceives as racist should be publicly harassed. As long as you apply the same scrutiny to your various statements about groups needing to face some form of justice, and it, would that be fairly applied to an individual? You know I don't, so... That's true. That's why you shouldn't be able to vote. Right on. Fair enough. We've come to agreement. <laughs> And I'm sure the audience hates every single one of us. But the thing is, like, this is one of the, I, I knew when we were going to talk about this. I'm like, well, I'm not, it's not the biggest deal to me, but also, and everyone's going to hate us no matter what we say, yeah. but also uh, not talking about it. They'll also be pissed off. So there's no real win. Basically yeah. got to talk about it. Uh, and uh, it's I've not been, as bad as that time we talked about Israel and Iran, that episode. I think that I still think that we're mostly right about that. Yeah, me too. But we just got like just ripped apart for being anti-Semitic in that episode. I think the downvotes were almost as bad as the upvotes are oh, almost the, equal to the upvotes. I, I, how is it anti-Semitic? I don't know. It was our most ratioed show ever because people said we That's weren't fine. sympathetic to the Israeli position. I think we gave it more than a fair shake. I went out of my way to consider sources on all sides of it. Yeah, so did I. I really prepared for that show. Oh, well, but you know, people are people going to be mad. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, it's impeachment. It is the season. We got to talk about that because that's the the big news of the week. Although for big news, it's kind of like Trump was saying at his um his Michigan rally. It's like this is historic news, but also it doesn't feel like it. nobody cares. You know, like it's, well, it's the third time in history, and nobody really gives a shit. Nobody. Ca- well, only the left cares. And we were also talking about this ahead of the show. But like, I'm starting to believe that maybe some people on the left think that this means that he has to imminently leave office. Am I wrong Maybe. about this? I mean, or do I just of... know some stupid people that, that are like, Oh, he, ha- he has to resign or he's, or he's out now. There was no shortage of dancing videos and celebratory videos on Twitter, yeah. and, and, which were weird because nothing really changes here. 
He's um, just going to get reelected. This is just mobilizing the Republican base. This is so stupid. But I do think the general public, like them being excited about this, like, do you guys not understand this has happened before and it's never gotten anybody out of office? Nixon resigned. Uh, that's is that yeah that is true that it's never resulted in removal only never. the uh, yeah well, this is only the third actual vote to impeach which of course didn't even happen in Nixon's case because he was just out of there right and Bill Clinton's approval rating during the impeachment process went from like fifty one percent to sixty four percent all uh, right impeachment notoriously raises uh, raises approval so I don't know what well, the plan is here. On Wednesday night, the House approved the two articles of impeachment we discussed last weekend. Uh, one is abuse of power. Two is obstruction of Congress, neither of which are crimes or even clearly defined. They're made up. Uh, much to my surprise, though, because, of course, I'd been speculating that Nancy might not have the votes because she needed to she needed a lot of Trump district and purple district Democrats to vote in her favor. There were only. Three defections on the first article, the abuse of power article, and two on the second article. So she pretty much got everybody in line. Tulsi Gabbard voted present on both articles, saying she cannot in good conscience vote against impeachment because she believes Trump is guilty of wrongdoing, but she also could not vote for impeachment because the removal of a sitting president must not be the culmination of a partisan process. That's weak. I didn't... Yeah, I saw both praise and um, criticism for her stance. I think I'm more on the critic side. I, I don't, if you, the, whether or not you like it's saying, I think the president is guilty of wrongdoing to my mind is insufficient. Like what president isn't guilty of wrongdoing? Yeah, yeah. That's a weak standard. So I need to, if you don't think the president is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, then it's irrelevant whether or not he's guilty of wrongdoing. And I know that's not a clearly defined standard either, but to me, for, for my satisfaction, it's my opinion. Take it with a grain of salt. There's got to be a criminal element. The high crimes and misdemeanors to me means some criminal element. Mm -hmm. Otherwise what they didn't put wrongdoing in there for a, a reason. Right. So that's, that's why I was kind of dissatisfied with her position, but um, she's still one of the more, maybe the only reasonable among their ranks. So I'm not going to be too harshly critical. I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe we're just bewitched by her comparative hotness. Well, speak for yourself. I, I have not praised her too heavily so far. She says a lot of nonsense. That's true. She does look good in white though. You're, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> uh, Democrats getting nearly universally in line implies that Nancy found some way to whip these swing district or Trump district Democrats into compliance. But one thing she struggled with was maintaining the, the uh, solemnity and the somberness within her ranks, because of course they reminded us at every opportunity, this was so sad and this was so solemn and it's such a dark day in American history. And Nancy Pelosi wore black because it's a funeral or some such nonsense. But when they passed the first article, some Democrats couldn't help but start reacting with glee. And Nancy Pelosi glares at them and points. It's like, we talked about this. Stop it. Stop it right now. Check out this yeah. glare. On this vote, the yeas are 230. The nays are 197. Present is one. Article one is adopted. Here's the slow-mo. <laughs> okay. Uh, she also, uh, the, the, the mandatory solemnity order was not followed by Michigan representative Rashida Tlaib, who of course, 
uh, celebrated her yeah. election last year or in her swearing into office by saying we're going to D.C. to impeach the motherfucker. That was her first uh, action, basically, as congresswoman. She's walking to uh, to go cast her vote and she's celebrating on social media. This is very solemn, sad Rashida Tlaib. Hey, everyone. I am on my way to the United States House floor to impeach President Trump on behalf of my incredible district, 13 District Strong. So sad. How did she get through it? Such a strong woman. Surprised we didn't see them out like taking shots together. <laughs> no, that's the Washington Post team. That's oh, yeah. coming up in a, in a few minutes. Oh, damn. I thought that was the next one. I was pretty good transition, though, if it would have worked out. We're pretty close. Well, what's next here? Now Nancy is saying she won't send the impeachment articles to the Senate until it's clear that the Senate trial pr- uh, procedures are fair to her satisfaction. Oh, they're just trying to walk it back now because they were like, oh, shit, this was stupid. <sighs> I mean, you remember like six months ago, Nancy Pelosi was like, no, we're not doing this, guys. Yeah, I'd only do impeachment if there's a crime and it's a bipartisan support for it. That got torn up very quickly. Yeah. Well, her view on the supposed fairness of the Senate trial procedures is something that a has no constitutional basis and B isn't her jurisdiction. Anyway, the trial is under the sole control of the Senate. Democrats want to be able to call certain witnesses at the trial witnesses. They could have called in the house inquiry if they had just been patient and resolved the issue in the courts where it belongs about Trump's, the Trump administration's refusal to participate with their requests for people to testify. The courts could have had their say on that and decided if the Trump officials had to or not. Instead, Democrats filed a fraudulent bunk obstruction of Congress impeachment charge, which isn't a thing. So it's funny. They, they could have they demand that these people testify. You could have made those demands yeah. in the House and seen it through. Instead, you tried to be politically expedient. You tried to ram this through on made up nonsense charges. Uh, None of this is clear at all, by the way. Like, does the speaker actually have to physically deliver the articles to the Senate? They're publicly available. They're on the Internet. You can look at them. It's 2019. I don't think that we need to do this anymore, right? And if she doesn't, was Trump really impeached? Like, the process was never completed, potentially. (laughs) So, So was Trump actually impeached? Um. And if this, if those articles are publicly available, can the Senate just vote on it anyway and be done? Like none of these things are actually answered and it just sounds like more gamesmanship, but it's unclear. It doesn't even gamesmanship doesn't make a lot of sense because Nancy's saying, do what I say or I'll not give you this thing and the whole process will just fizzle out. I guess so. How does that benefit her? I don't know. Maybe uh, (laughs) we haven't even considered the possibility that she's just senile and doesn't know what's going on. Well, no, she can't be. She's a very clear and coherent mind because a reporter brought this up to her and said, hey, it looks like you're just playing games. What do you say to critics who say you're just playing games? And very clear, very coherent, not drunk at all, Nancy Pelosi offered the following explanation. You run the risk, as some Republicans have said, of looking like you're playing games with impeachment if you hold on to these articles for too long. I said what I was going to say, Nancy. We are, we have, I have... When we bring the bill, which is, just so you know, there's a bill made in order by the Rules Committee that we can call up at any time in order to send it over to the Senate and to have the provisions in there to pay for the for the impeachment and then the next step, the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the trial. 
Oh man. Yeah, I couldn't be clearer. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how people aren't uh, understanding what she's saying. It seemed very clear to me. Oh man. So anyone's guess how this is going to happen, but I'm sure one way or another come next month, the Senate will take this up. It will die. We'll move on to electoral politics, which we'll get to in a little bit. But in the meantime, the ghost of RBG made another alleged public appearance, this time a BBC interview to discuss impeachment and other issues. And as a friend joked with me, the puppet work in this one is fantastic. (laughs) They really made her look and sound lifelike. Yeah. Uh, at least by her standards, anyway. Fantastic production value. Here's RBG ripping the Senate for being partisan. She's saying a a partial judge would be removed. A partial judge, a partisan judge, if it were a legal case, would be removed from that case. So the Senate uh, Republicans can't be trusted to handle the impeachment trial fairly. Then they go on to discuss her abortion opinions as though she treats abortion cases impartially without a particular preference for an outcome. Here's uh, allegedly an alive and well Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The House indicts and the Senate tries. Should a trier be impartial? Of course, that's the job of a judge to be impartial before the impeachment gets to the senate or the trial at this in the senate they've already made their minds up that's problematic <laughs> well if a judge said that <laughs> a judge would be disqualified from sitting on the case fair access and, and then she gets asked about abortion and she's like well i'm not <laughs> i'm very partial on abortion but that's fine and totally different as to abortion is under threat do you think that women need to be or society as a whole, not just women, needs to be ever more vigilant. I think, I think society needs to be more active on this issue. I mean, the truth is that with all these restrictive laws, the only people who are being restricted are poor women. Okay, well, the Constitution is 100% silent on both the issues of abortion and poor people's access to abortion. So this is a state's issue to regulate in just the way that she warns against, ooh, some states are going to make it harder than others and that's wrong. Were those back-to-back segments or was that edited? It's from the same interview. Okay, because uh, I, I was like, was wow, post- they have a remarkable lack of self-awareness. If they to be fair, question. I think they're, it's not that direct because it's from a BBC article where they right. have it in segments. So it's not, it doesn't bounce that immediately. But yes, oh, man. it is wildly hypocritical. Huh. Karen Strong just said, um... Is anyone else having memories of the bad guys in the Dark Crystal? Yeah, the RBG has strong Skeksy vibes for sure. She does look like an like an ancient bird. Um, but you know, when I when I see this, it's just why do we have these geriatric women running the country? What a disaster! What a double disaster right there. What are you talking about? Nancy Pelosi, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, fantastic. I'm sure this is what the founders wanted. Like, let's get some <laughs> old ass bitches in there. The older the better. Oh. This is, well, this is very uh, disappointing. speaking of uh, failures to be impartial or however you want to frame this, uh, Washington Post staffer Rachel Bade tweeted on Wednesday night, Mary Impeachmas, uh, with a picture of herself and fellow colleagues of the Washington Post team. They were out for dinner and drinks. Uh, some of those pictured here are also CNN contributors, but it should be noted that all the individuals claim to be nonpartisan, impartial reporters. They're uh, not pundits. Yeah. Now called out for this obviously ridiculous tweet, Rachel Bade deleted it and said, I'm deleting this tweet uh, tonight that is being misunderstood, uh, misinterpreted okay. by some. 
as an endorsement of some kind. To be absolutely clear, we at The Post are merely glad we are getting a break for the holidays. After a long three months, I will retweet the group photo with a better caption. I didn't look to see what the better caption is, but apparently she Wow, blaming it. the audience for misinterpreting something that is clearly biased. And obviously an endorsement. What a bitch. (laughs) The Washington Post spokesperson says, quote, the reporter who sent out this ill-considered tweet was celebrating being off the clock after a long day covering impeachment. She was not celebrating impeachment. Really? Decide for yourself if you believe that's true or not. Uh, The other last aspect of this impeachment stuff is the heckling. The heckling wars are on. And we we talked about this a little bit last week with Owen Schroyer heckling Jerry Nadler's Judicial Committee. You had a really annoying take. Well, I think I'm coming around. Yeah. I'll I'll explain a little bit why. Maybe it's unprincipled. Maybe it's It's unsatisfying. because it feels good. Well, I hope there's a little bit more than just that. But... What you know? I get that people are mad, and uh, I can't blame them for being mad. So Adam Schiff is—he's um, participating in an Armenian genocide memorial event. I believe this is in California, in his home district, but I'm not sure. I anyway, it's in Glendale. It's, there are lots of Armenians living there. Okay, so yeah, it's a—it's a—it's this is an event at the Armenian National Committee of America, and uh, a pro-Trump group just starts telling him he needs to go to jail, and he's a traitor to this country. You're a liar. You're a liar. You should go to fucking jail. You are a disgrace to the House of Representatives. You will be going to jail for treason. Liar! 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 Anyone disrespecting the memory of my grandfather and one and a half million other grandfathers. And just for context, I think that's one of the Armenian event guys who's really pissed that an event for his descendants is being interrupted for the political reasons. I believe well, that's, that's the context. Legitimate. I do. I do get that. Yeah. Um, there. There was also a heckling at uh, freshman Democrat representative Alyssa Slotkin's event. This was a town hall event in Michigan where she was explaining her yes vote on the articles of impeachment to her constituents. She was also heckled. The president, um, the most powerful man in the world, reached out to a foreigner, a foreign leader, and asked him to dig up dirt on an American, on a That idea that we would go out to a foreigner and ask for information, for help in an election in the United States, the, the next time. step yeah, is true. A, Republic, a Democratic president. Foreign leaders exchange that all the time. North Korea. Foreign leaders help each other all the time. She's our representative and we want answers! We don't want lies! Those are some angry bitches I can get behind. (laughs) Good for these people. Good for them. Good for all of them. Good Americans right there. So as we discussed a little bit last week, I'm not a fan of disruption either tactically or on principle. I don't like seizing someone else's platform that isn't yours. However, let me explain my thing in a little bit. However... At what point are these Democrats seizing platforms that aren't theirs, as in the presidency? Okay, there's that. Um, And that, of course, relates to Owen Schroyer heckling Nadler last week, too. And uh, the reason I'm having trouble with this is I I do think that that's an important principle to uphold. On the other side of this, these are our public representatives. 
And in town hall events like this specifically, those are designed for the public to air their grievances. Exactly. Does that mean everyone should just be able to go there and shout whatever they want? No, there's got to be order. And yes, if someone tries to have you removed, you should comply. But I'm starting to think that public representatives in their official, in their, well, they're on official duty. They're in their public representative role. They're not at their house. Because one thing I'm worried about is opening the door to say, going after Ted Cruz and his wife at a restaurant. This is the appropriate venue or, to do these things. Right. Going after, going to Mitch McConnell's house and of course saying like, we're going to kill you. Well, that's a threat, but you know, just go p- invading people's private space. Well, in these spaces that are public officials in their official capacity as a public representative at a public venue, I can't say that I, in that, in that area, I'm starting to think that maybe that's more appropriate provided you do not resist when you're asked to leave or stop. Like once you start becoming violent in your resistance, that's a problem, but that's not necessarily what's happening here. There was a little bit of a scuffle at the shift event. There was some, uh, some physical contact, but nobody got hurt in that particular case. Public representatives need to have a healthy fear of the people instilled in them. And they have lost that Adam Schiff. uh, He's gone totally rogue. He's, uh, made a mockery of the constitutional republic, and he deserves to have some kind of of repercussion from the general public. I mean, he definitely yeah. deserves, and he should be kind of afraid. I mean, these people they they have committed some of them have committed treason. The uh, well, well, then you know what the Constitution prescribes. At least I think, or does it, does it say? I think it. I don't think it we defines kill for the crime anymore. It, defi- it defines the crime. Does it actually define the punishment? I, I should double check that. Uh, there was um, a time where we would tar and feather people for shit like this. I just which we now everybody. disavow. I know. I know. <laughs> Gone soft. It's ridiculous. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about is like, I don't want to say that, say the Trigley Puffs of the world are justified. But, but the other thing I'm thinking about in that context is like, well, in the context of Trigley Puff, say the Steven Crowders or Milos who are on that stage, they don't have accountability to Trigley Puff in the same way that Adam Schiff has accountability to his constituency or the same way that this Michigan representative Slotkin has accountability to her constituency. And so I, I'm trying, I'm coming around to the idea that this is more appropriate than I gave it credit for last week. And the other thing that people emailed me about that I do want to be clear about, because I think it's a valid point on the Owen point, um, that he 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 did raise his voice he did disrupt but there was no resistance on his part when, when he removed. left yeah. and that that is important that is an important point that i didn't necessarily raise uh there was no resistance he did not rough up any cops or anything like that he did not provide a physical element um i i don't like that this is the way the country is heading that we're just you know shouting at each other and stuff like Why? that it's but awesome. at this well at the same time like i gotta be honest that if you're if you're trying to tear apart institutions, if you're trying to undo elections with um, with flimsy at best impeachment articles, I mean, who's really tearing at the fabric of this country at that point? I have right. to be honest about that. There's a uh, reason these people are going there and doing this sort of thing. It's not unprompted. They're not bored on a Friday afternoon or something, and they just do this because it's fun. So. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and, and condemn all of these people for this. I think these are people going to talk to their uh, elected representatives and they're being rowdy. But hey, uh, some, some these representatives started the rowdiness. I think that's a plenty credible case. They're trying to dismantle our government and they should have a healthy fear of an angry mob. I think this is fantastic. We'll probably see more of it. 
if this and if this thoroughly American. I like I like this this revolutionary spirit. Good. Mm. Well, uh, we will talk about the Democratic debate up next. Do you want to take a break before that short one? This debate was less boring than the last one. I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, it was long. It was like so three long. hours. Uh, yeah, let's do some. Is that what you just said? Super chats. Super chats. I got Streamlabs. I got some D Live stuff. Sure. That one chick in Florida. Shout out to Snornor and Defense Technician for my husband's Xmas gift. I was cool. floored by the response time and customer service from Josh. Highly recommend. Awesome. You also be proud of this community you've built. Oh, thank you so much. And our sponsors. Uh, Stevie AF, we are overrun with spiteful mutants, ideologically committed paramilitaries must cleanse the country clean again in a war of annihilation. Blonde, you must be <laughs> the com- the command of Einstadt Gruppen, Idaho. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I just said, but I fully yeah. endorse it. Um, Jeffrey O'Neill, wishing all the Melbourne deplorables a very white Christmas. Mm, but I disavow. Uh, and a diverse, culturally enriched New Year in Australia's progressive version of Seattle. Happy 21st birthday. Uh, five, the midget boxing was awesome. What? Maybe they went to midget boxing. I'm pretty blind. Let me expand this a little bit. Uh, two A says, or yes, I'll have a large pizza with pineapple and jalapenos and a large Diet Coke. Yes, that's everything. Thanks. 30 minutes. Great. See you in 30 minutes. I actually am rethinking pineapple on pizza. I know it's it's, it's legit. I don't care what anyone says. I don't know about jalapenos. That sounds delicious. I, right? I bet it's yeah. pretty good. I'm warming up to spicy food. I used mm. to be, you know, spicy food was a non-starter, but I kind of, I've, I've uh, gotten myself into it slowly. So my tolerance is a little higher. Darlene Cates, I made it. Merry Christmas. All plane is pushing back, so I can't watch live. Got to turn off the phone. We appreciate all that both of you do, as well as sacrifice for the sake of our sanity. Thank you, Darlene. We appreciate that. Well, happy that. flight. Safe flight and Merry Christmas. Happy flight. Uh, Fitzberg says, Tulsi voted present on this impeachment malarkey, and she could still be America's first pilf. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nala Black, heat, lightning, flash, uh, but don't blink, misleading. Tranquility, ruse. You're going to happen again. That's what I think. Follow the evidence. Look at dead in the eye. Your darkness. I also don't know what I just read there. It's uh, poetic or something. Uh, Charles, no. Merry Christmas to my favorite podcast, too. Oh, thank you. Well, Merry Christmas. Zach Coggins, a big donation. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to my favorite podcast, too. I hope you guys are having a great well, year so far, Matt. I admire your stoicism and principled approach in the face of ignorance. Blonde, you are hilariously over the top, and I love it. I'm not doing I- this for show. I Genuinely believe we should catapult people. Sounds um, good to me. Nala Black. Uh, more more lyric, was it lyric or something? Uh, try to lull us before the havoc begins into a dubious state of serenity. Acting all surprised when you're caught in the lie. We knew better. It's not unlike you. We know your nature. Mm, cryptic. Dramatic reading. Is this going somewhere? We got a narrative developing. Reading. Larry uh, Mihalik. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks for all that you do to keep us sane. Thank you so much for watching. Izzy Long, Merry Christmas. You filthy animals. Love all of us at the Gun Collective. P.S. Stay strapped or get clapped. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming over to hang out. And you guys are doing great work over there. And uh, I hope we can collaborate a little bit more in the future. If people are looking for a great informational and entertainment hub for guns on YouTube, check out the Gun Collective. They're cool people. Uh, Downsgated, since it's now officially bad to say Merry Christmas, I suggest we now say Merry Celebration of the Birth of Our Lord and Savior, you godless communist. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all and a happy boog year. Fair enough. Uh, let's just do Thank a few you. more. Radical 2011, the woman's is a smaller world for her world is her husband. 
her family, her children, her home. What would become of the greater world if there were no one to tend and care for the smaller one? I'm with you there. I think um, we're kind of seeing a lot of that reality develop in real time, to be are honest. Are you talking and about it's... the death of my YouTube channel because I'm pregnant now? <laughs> well, there's that, but I just think like the, the consequence of when the home is treated as secondary yeah. to professional or other endeavors. Definitely. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's not that other people, it's not that it's impossible, you know, for someone else to take care of your kid, but it's, it's certainly fair to ask, even in the best babysitter or caregiver, like, are there yeah. consequences for someone else doing it? What about pepperoni and pineapple and jalapeno? Yes, 100% yes. That sounds so good. Yeah. I know I'm a monster. Let's do two more. Uh, Son of the Wolf, I actually get to catch you guys live tonight since I got my whole plant got, since my whole plant got laid off on Friday. Oh my God, I'm so oh, sorry. No. So here's some shekels that. for cheering me up. Merry Christmas. Please don't send us any more money. I I'll trust that there is a, a, that you're in a secure place regardless. Um, but I'm really sorry that happened. I hope that you have a swift reemployment at a sure. better job. Merry Christmas. God, that sucks to it get that sucks, kind of news yeah. right before Christmas. But best of luck to you, man. And Couldn't thank you for waited? tuning in. Man. Um, last one for right now is Kalen Branchot. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. My wife is not very political, but after a large glass of wine admitted she loves watching your show because, <laughs> quote, blonde is so spicy, even though Matt is kind of a cuck. Thanks yeah, for all the spice, blonde. That's a fair that's review. Accurate, I, I don't have yeah. much of a dispute. Uh, just a few over on Streamlabs for right now, and I will circle back later. Cameron says, what I learned from the EMJ, the, the, um, the EMJ and Sticks debate, the porn debate today, is that porn is not addictive, and yet it, and yet it should be banned. Best practical solution on the PQ. I like that one is to allow communities to dictate how porn is handled and let them manage their morals. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, um, I can mostly get with that. So, local solutions to problems, generally I'm on board with uh, more than demanding that everybody get on board with my particular view of some of the situation. So I didn't watch this yet. I probably will, but you were saying it was a yell fest. Yeah. Um, it was. It got like highly contentious. Hmm. Between the two of them, not not other people? I'm surprised because neither of them strike me as like yellers or unfairly aggressive people. Yeah, it surprised me too. Oh, Nala Black, those were Tool lyrics. Is it on the new oh, album? And, and you didn't know. I didn't know, yeah. Are, was it from the new album? Because I didn't even recognize them. I've only listened to it like, I don't know, five or ten times. One of the many Thank great names of the audience, Dildo Swaggin says, the time for right-wing death squads is always disavow. That's That's... Susan band material. Even if things are going really well, you have to set an example from time to time or just call the herd. I'm sure blonde would agree. Not that women's opinions matter. Wow. He, that's like 10 out of 10 for you. That's great on that one. Yeah. Uh, yes, Susan, I disavow any aggressive violence. I will only endorse self defense for clarity purposes. All right. Um, just a few over on D live. Uh, Darth Jones identifies as a ninja genie and says, thanks to blonde. I no longer know what I believe. I don't know what you said to make him question his own beliefs. Uh, very good. Let's see. Um, just a couple more. Elkin. I can't even pronounce this one. Elkin man says, I don't like war. Uh, don't like war. Don't hate Israel. Don't like rainbow. I guess that's his views summed up in a, summed up in a very, quick message and then uh cali soka says gotta love the impartial media this is some fair reporting there i assume probably on the impeachment uh, issue and the not celebrating impeachment impeachment 
uh, drink party or, or dinner party that they had. Okay, well, uh, I know you're very excited for the latest round of debates. And actually, as you mentioned, this one was more entertaining than uh, the snooze fest from November. In part, this was at, yeah. um, so seven Democrats were whittling it down. There are seven now. They took the stage at uh, in L.A., actually, at Loyola Marymount University. And it was entertaining, in my judgment, in part because the moderators actually did apply some scrutiny here. They actually did try to make them answer the questions, and they actually did push back on some things, which I appreciated. And in part because the candidates pulled the knives out on each other. So they actually went after each other a little bit instead of just to pat each other on the back love fest. Yeah. So here are some of the highlights from Thursday night in LA. The um, As I was discussing on, in the video I did yesterday, I'll not repeat myself, but I'm curious, maybe Blonde has some thoughts about this. Wine Cave was the, the meme or the hashtag or the trend that came out of this. People are going to remember Wine Caves and Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Because Elizabeth Warren went after Pete Buttigieg because Pete Buttigieg just had some uh, fundraiser in Napa Valley, California, where he was in a wine cave with, I guess, wealthy donors. And that's bad because reasons. Elizabeth Warren says we shouldn't let millionaires decide our elections, which makes you wonder why we should elect a millionaire if millionaires shouldn't decide elections. Anyway, didn't she just have a fundraiser where it was like twenty seven hundred dollars a plate? Well, she says she's not anymore, but th I think that's new. To Pete's point that I had to cut out, that she's changed her rules on some of this stuff lately. This was the exchange, and um, I'll, I'll explain some, some of my thoughts briefly after. The mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. Think about mm. who comes to that. We made the decision many years ago, that rich people in smoke-filled rooms would not pick the next president of the United States. Billionaires in wine caves should not pick the next president. According to Forbes magazine, I am the, literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. This is the problem with issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. If I pledge never to be in the company of a progressive Democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. Wow, he is way poor. <laughs> yeah. He's worth $120,000. Is that my my mat is Well, Elizabeth no. Warren is worth many million dollars. I don't know what her net worth is. I think is, she's, she's worth 12 million. And if you divide that by 100, you take off two zeros. My brain doesn't work anymore. Well, so he, yeah, he mean he up. might be a, a thousand heir. He's a six figure. Uh, that's probably, too poor for a person, probably. Sorry. Well, maybe Klobuchar would agree with you on that one. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, obviously, like if we decided millionaires aren't supposed to decide our elections, why in God's name would we elect a millionaire? That doesn't follow. And yeah. I think logically speaking on the reasoning, Pete's response was a plus. I think he really got her in his response. I think he exposed her, her hypocrisy, but the wine cave meme is going to stick. And this is going to stick particularly with progressives who, as I was talking about, seem to think that wealth is like inherently evil or immoral or wrong. As yeah. though these people don't have the same right to participate in the political process that everybody does. It's uh, on the reasoning. I, I think Buttigieg is 100% right in this case on the politics. 
it looks like he got beat up a little bit. And the results of this, uh, of, of people's view of this debate support that. Did you have any, any additional things you want to say about the wine cave? Uh, no. So you cut out the part about uh, Buttigieg saying that you have to have wealthy donors if you're, if you're low income. He basically said that, but yeah, they went back and forth for a while. I mean, I agree with him. I don't know how you could possibly get your campaign finance without wealthy donors and everybody yeah, has them. And then the, the campaign contribution is the same no matter how rich you are. So why does it matter? Yeah, that's another thing that bugs me is like, okay, if you're going to a wine cave thing for Pete Buttigieg and giving directly to his campaign, you're limited to 2800 bucks just like everybody. And I get it. Not everybody has 2800 bucks laying around to give to a candidate. But the point is, why should billionaires be singled out? You yeah. could be a six-figure earner who's just really into politics and you want to give that much. It's not unheard of. Um, and you have to attract rich people to fundraisers. So you can't exactly serve Burger King. So I don't particularly care about this wine yeah, cave. I, it's, it's, wine cave Pete will be damaging, though, even though it's total bullshit and totally hypocritical. Yeah. Bernie did the same routine. He was calling out others' campaign contributions from billionaires. He called out... Um, uh, Pete Buttigieg again and Joe Biden because they've accepted money from billionaires and Bernie hasn't. I am rather proud. Maybe, I don't know, the only candidate up here doesn't have any billionaire contributions. Now, there's a real competition going on up here. My good friend Joe, and he is a good friend, <laughs> he's received contributions from 44 billionaires. Pete, on the other hand, is trailing, Pete. You only got 39 billionaires contributing. Can own. I can't believe it. Bernie owns three houses. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, so you vetted. You vetted. By the way, he didn't even do the work. Forbes vetted his campaign contributors to see if there were any billionaires, and they found one, and he gave the money back. So he didn't. It's not like he's vetting for this. Yeah, he just happened to be informed. Like, oh, thanks for the money. Now tell me what your net worth is, so I can decide if this equal amount of money from anybody else is worth it for me to keep. Right. So I can judge your moral character based solely on your net worth, which is a nonsensical thing. Uh, but yeah, to the, and to the point, let's say he has 10,000 contributions from multimillionaires. That's morally square. One contribution from a billionaire, uh, morally suspect, should be called out. How is that sensible in any way? Right. It's just the, the billionaire buzzword that they go with, which normally I thought they excluded the millionaire word because they're all millionaires, so they didn't want to implicate themselves. But Elizabeth Warren seems to just go with, she says millionaires and billionaires all the time. And I wonder if she just banks on people not realizing that she is one. By the way, how is their wealth uh, obtained? By taking money at gunpoint. Yeah, That's really. how it's obtained. Not by providing anything of value to the market. Sure, they write books and stuff, but it's leveraged on the notoriety they build by taking your money in compulsory fashion. She wants to act like she's coming to some kind of lowly professor, but I think she was tenured at Harvard. I'm sure she was. Yeah, because uh, she was an Indian. Yeah. She was a diversity featured yeah. professor. Yeah. Now, the Klobuchar, a lot of people are saying this is basically Klobuchar's like coming out moment because she went after Pete Buttigieg too on his experience, though. Everybody's trying to beat up Pete because Pete is in great position heading into Iowa. So it's go after Pete Knight and Klobuchar's ripping him because he's inexperienced. We're in the last debate, Mayor. You uh, basically mocked uh, the hundred years of experience on the stage. And I have not denigrated your experience as a local official. I have been one. You know, I just think you should respect sorry. our experience. You actually did denigrate my experience, Senator. And it was before the break and I was going to let it go because we got bigger fish to fry here. But. You oh, I don't that think we have bigger fish you... to fry than picking a president of the United States. 
We should have someone heading up this ticket that has actually won. If you want to talk about the capacity to win, try putting together a coalition to bring you back to office with 80% of the vote as a gay dude in Mike Pence's Indiana. If you had won in Indiana, that would be one thing. You tried and you lost by 20 points. So let's no. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Klobuchar got the best in that exchange. Yeah, I might remember what her face looks like now. <laughs> She did remind everyone about 80 times. I'm from Minnesota. We need a Midwest candidate to appeal to Midwest voters. In case you forgot, I have an Uncle Dick in the deer stand. Okay, we get it. You got You're small super town relatable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point, to the point, though, I think you know that you got Pete in trouble when he reverts to the Mike Pence is mean <laughs> kind of. Mike Pence is so mean to me. Meanwhile, there's a million pictures of Mike Pence and uh, Pete Buttigieg hanging out and cooperating in Indiana politics on totally cordial, nice, professional terms. Mike Pence has never done anything mean to this guy in any way, shape, or form. He's been nothing but nice. And to the point that Klobuchar raised, try winning in Mike Pence's Indiana. You won in South Bend. South Bend is in St. Joseph County, which is one of those Blue Island counties in Indiana. You won, I don't know, I've heard 8,000 votes. I haven't checked if that's the actual number, but he won something like that, like 8,000 votes to become a mayor of a mostly blue city. You you didn't win in Mike Pence's Indiana. Right. First of all, Mike Pence's Indiana is not mean. And second of all, you didn't win statewide. Yeah. So that is a potentially a problem for him. I'm not willing to say that, I, I don't know. I like if, if, if there was a candidate I agreed with who had the same qualifications, I probably would vote for that candidate. I don't know that his experience is disqualifying to me. No, I don't care but, about that. I mean, I think that even, even on the left, the gay thing's not going to play that well because people inherently respond to strength and they're mm. like, uh, this is a weak man. Mm. Nobody wants to vote in a weak man. Even people on the left. I think that that's not the kind of minority status that any voter is going to be susceptible to unless they're actually gay he's got he's we're right ahead of iowa now i think we'll have at least one more debate until iowa but we'll see if this debate did any damage to him and what kind of position he's in for that crucial vote if he wins iowa um a lot of people are probably in trouble i think joe biden if joe joe biden in particular if he doesn't win those early states uh uh uh-oh for joe we'll get to joe in a moment meanwhile andrew yang was asked about being the only candidate of color on the stage and Andrew Yang went into pander mode to go to appeal to all these race hucksters. Here's what he had to say. The Democratic Party relies on black, Hispanic and Asian voters, but you are the only candidate of color on the stage tonight and the entire field remains overwhelmingly white. What message do you think this sends to voters of color? It's both an honor and disappointment to be the lone candidate of color on the stage tonight. I miss Kamala, I miss Corey, though I think Corey will be back. I grew up the son of immigrants, uh, and I had many racial epithets used against me. Black and Latinos have something much more powerful against them than words. They have numbers. The average net worth of a black household is only 10% that of a white household. For Latinos, it's 12%. If you are a black woman, you're 320% more likely to die from complications in childbirth. These are the numbers that define race in our country. I am 1,000% sure that that is because of maternal obesity. No, it's because every doctor and nurse is racist. That is so misleading. And then, like, you think that the app, like, a poor black American is looking at this Asian 
running for president and is like, I have so much in common with that. Like yeah. people have nothing in common. They're both people of color. Asian barely. I mean, come on. Are we going to call Asian people? They can people bond over not being white. That's their. That's, <laughs> that's, that's really what point. it is. It's not being a person yeah. of color. It's not being white. Yeah, exactly. That insane. It's insanity. And that's not even his most egregious lie about more racist doctors or whatever. His most egregious lie is missing Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and everyone cheering. Yeah. You people that weren't going to vote for those people. You don't miss them. They're, they're off the stage for the same reason. They're off the stage because nobody misses them in the same way. Yeah, people don't real. miss Steve Bullock or Bill de Blasio it has nothing to do with race. They're crappy candidates. Yeah. And by the way, if it does have to do with race, it's you who's racist. Right. None of us are voting right, for them right. in your stupid primary anyway. It doesn't matter. He's toast after the whipped cream thing. It's all I can think about the entire time. I, I have had a lot of people talk about that. I'm surprised that that has been, uh, that sticks in people's minds a lot more than yeah, you Yeah, because it was super gay. <laughs> uh even his point on economics, like, oh, um, black households have 10% of the wealth or Hispanic households have 12% of the wealth. Am I supposed to believe that that is because every educational institution, every potential employer, every source of wealth for the people who have lower household values is because everyone around them is, is racist. That's why every single person just refuses to do any sort of business with these black and Hispanic people. And that's the sole explanatory variable as to why the household values are lower. Yeah. Really? Okay, go with it. You're the math guy. You're the guy with math on his lapel. I'll have to take your word for it since you've studied all the statistics, yeah. I assume. I mean, back to this, this minority camaraderie thing. I don't think that Asians in particular are going to be receptive to being grouped in with poor black Americans. Well, and it, even that like, does anybody raises remember the, the, the L.A. riots? Like, I, I don't think that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, like I come from parents. So what happens with Asians? It's like Kore successful Koreans come here and uh, they, they come here with nothing. And then they start a grocery store and then their kids work at Amazon. And then their kids are doctors and lawyers and attorneys. That's what happens here. I don't think that they like look at the black community and they're like, oh, we the same. Would, would Andrew Yang explain his own wealth and success by saying that uh, that it's just because the white people like Asians better, so we gave him a pass to do it? Or is it like, yeah, nah, Andrew, that's guess what? Thing. You worked hard. Yeah. <laughs> you worked hard and you built some shit. Good for you. I'm glad that you did. But is, 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 is his position that white people sit around and go, going, you know, we're really racist. We're going to deny everyone opportunity based on race, except the Asians. Right. We do like them because they're sushi or their lo mein is delicious or whatever. They do have delicious lo mein. Though. Their food is fantastic, generally speaking. Although Chinese food is pretty hit or miss for me. But guess what? I've warmed up to Panda Express, so I can't be that, I can't be that racist. You're not racist all right? at all. Yeah. Uh, come on. I would like him to explain his own success a little bit more. Is Andrew Yang Korean? He's Chinese. Oh. Don't you know the conspiracy theory that he's a Chinese spy? I have not heard that. You heard it now. You heard it here first. So in terms of like Asian elitism, he's up there. It's like Japanese, Chinese. Korean. Oh, in terms of like the tribal fights within broader Asian communities. Oh, generally? Asian people have a serious sense of like of hierarchy and Asian superiority, especially if they're Japanese. They're like, mm. we are the uppermost Asians. Are they yellow supremacists? They are. They're yellow supremacists. Is that what that is? Totally, yeah. All right. Uh, arguably not the worst pander, though. I think eh, I would even say objectively Elizabeth Warren's pander is worse because it's more obscure. It's even weirder. 
Elizabeth Warren said that she's going to go out into the Rose Garden every year and read the names of transgender people of color who were killed in that year, I guess. And killed whatever. by Here's who? Good question. It's racist to ask, though. I will go to the Rose Garden once every year to read the names of transgender women, of people of color who have been killed. I will make sure that we read their names so that as a nation, we are forced to address the particular vulnerability. I will change the rules now that put people in prison based on their birth sex identification rather than their current identification. I hope you like prison rape for equality then. Enjoy that one. Is she talking about like black trannies that have been prostitutes and have been killed by Johns also? Presumably, although this narrative is, as far as I can tell, it's totally bunk. I, I want them to show me the math. They never do. Maybe I'm missing something. But I, I looked at this in a prior video about those weird transgender uh, activists in Olympia who are screeching at their city council about how unsafe they are. According to the available information, the Human Rights Campaign reports that there have been 22 murders of transgender people this year in 2019. If that doesn't sound like a lot, it's because it's not. The Williams Institute in 2016 estimated there are 1.4 million transgender adults in the U.S. in 2016. So one would assume that number has increased, but we'll use it anyway. Based on the 2016 population, that would be a murder rate of 1.6 per 100,000 transgender people. The U.S. murder rate overall is 5.3 per 100,000. I mean, I would believe that they're murdered at a higher rate, but that's because they often have to go into sex work. Blair White has talked about this a bunch. Where, um, though? Like, if they only have 22 known cases, where are the other ones? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's happening more and people aren't looking into it because mm. they're prostitutes. The available numbers say that the transgender murder rate, the overall murder rate is three times higher than the transgender murder mm. rate. But maybe they have numbers I'm not aware of. I invite those numbers if people have them. I, they never cite them. So I have to go with what's I mean, I'm, out there. I'm inclined to believe that, but I need the information. Yeah, I need to see the data. Yeah. Just give me the citation. Okay, and then uh, Joe Biden. If Joe Biden had pretty much an uneventful debate in which he didn't really... What are you talking about? This was a disaster. This was weird, but because of the Sarah Huckabee thing, it kind of got leveraged in his favor. So Joe Biden was discussing vulnerable people he stays in touch with and communicates with, and he imitated, I guess, a kid with a stutter. This is what it sounded like. My wife and I have a call list of somewhere between 20 and 100 people that we call at least every week or every month to tell them I'm here. I give them my private phone number. They keep in touch with me. The little kid who says, I can't talk, what do I do? I have scores of these young women and men who I keep in contact with. Oh, my God. Okay. It was definitely weird. And that's why Sarah Huckabee Sanders went on Twitter and tweeted, uh, quote, I, 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 I have absolutely no idea what Biden is talking about. And Biden responded saying, I've worked my whole life to overcome a stutter and it's my great honor to, honor to mentor kids who have experienced the same. It's called empathy. Look it up. Sarah Huckabee Sanders responded saying, I didn't actually know that about you. That is commendable. I apologize and should have made my point respectfully. And she deleted tweet so now biden has kind of leveraged this into a victim thing he's always leaving out important information like like he should have prefaced that by saying i worked my life to overcome a stutter instead of like i randomly help stuttering kids because they can't <laughs> sound like this right because you... 
they can, nobody can understand them when they tell people that I molested them, which is what everybody's yeah. thinking. Or maybe I'm uh, just thinking that. Well, there are varying opinions about Joe Biden's uh, interactions with kids. I tend, well, <laughs> I should phrase that more carefully because that's a pretty unfair accusation. That said, what I'm saying is his documented on video interactions with touching children against their will are plentiful and yeah. people find those concerning. That's what I mean. Creepy, not a pedophile, though. That's my stance. They're obviously weird. I don't, I'm not going to accuse somebody of abusing children without uh, some level of evidence to He just that. really likes the way young hair smells. Just really likes it. Great shampoo, I guess. I don't know. That Johnson & Johnson's baby shampoo. He just can't get enough. <laughs> well, the speaking time for each candidate was an issue again. We talked about this last month. But Bernie Sanders had the most time, 20 minutes, 18 seconds. That was almost twice of Andrew Yang's uh, 10 minutes, 47 seconds. So Andrew Yang is continually getting screwed uh, by these moderators. But uh, he's he's hanging around, Andrew Yang is. So we'll see if he if he's in it for the long haul. And then in terms of who got the best audience reaction or who won the debate, if you want to put it that way, 538 analysis asking voter opinions of candidates before and after the debate showed stronger performances by Biden, Sanders, and Warren, weaker performances by Klobuchar, Buttigieg, and Steyer, Yang right in the middle. I would have thought that Klobuchar would have seen kinder numbers. But we'll it's see if debates her... don't matter, and people that didn't watch the debates are probably uh, responding to these surveys. Well, no, these are specific debate viewers in the 538s. Uh, oh, good. Um, I, don't, I don't know. People just align with whoever they like anyway, yeah. I'm sure irrespective of debate performance. It seems like Klobuchar is realizing like I'm, I'm kind of in a tough spot here. I need to take out, take some of these people out to have a chance. And so she clearly took a more aggressive approach. She's, she's the one who had the most noticeable change in this debate. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if she can peel away and she's clearly trying to, her whole appeal was like, I've worked successfully with Republicans. I come from a Midwest place. So I know how to work with, rural Americans and all that. She's trying to get, she's trying to take that moderate lane, which is probably smart from her perspective, but we'll see if it pays off. She definitely went hard after Buttigieg. So I think her play is I'm going to try to chip away at Buttigieg's Iowa lead and see what I can get out of Iowa. It seems like what her play is. Yeah, it's probably smart, but she's never going to win. Well, we got two more items. We got this church flag burning and the hoax hate. You want to just take care of these and we'll catch up with super chat to sure close do. the show. So tell me what happened here. Cause this was sensationalized highly sensational all over. I mean, I read about this and I was outraged and then I was like, Oh, this is not what happened. So a man has been sentenced to about 15 years after burning an LGBTQ flag hanging from a church in Iowa. Uh, Adolfo Martinez found guilty on Wednesday after tearing down and burning the flag, which was flying at uh, Ames United church of Christ in June. He said he removed the flag because he didn't believe the church should support the LGBTQ community um, since the house of worship. Um, and then I guess this was a part of this article was written before, uh, before he was sentenced, but the 30 year old faces about 15 years in prison after being found guilty of arson in the third degree in violation of individual rights, harassment in the third degree and reckless use of fire or explosives. Um, Oh, Martin. so it's fire or explosives, not necessarily an explosive. Right. Uh, Martinez okay. said he was guilty and had no intention of fighting the charges as he knowingly, intentionally, and willingly burned the flag. Okay, but this is what people on the right are leaving out. He is a, a serious repeat offender, and um, he has a long history of harassment, and he's been charged as a habitual offender. So 
you know, this, this is that, which is why he faced a harsher penalty. If this was a first offense, I'm sure that he wouldn't have gotten this much time, but it sounds like he has a, an extensive rap sheet. I'm still sort of surprised by that many years in prison, but I don't know the nature of the prior crimes. Do we know if he was a felon already or what? Yeah. The oh, he was a, already a felon. Okay. I'm actually, I'm not totally positive. I'm pretty sure he was a felon already. And the, the other thing to consider here about the whole flag burning as speech kind of debate, whether it's the American flag or something else that you consider to be an important symbol that you don't want burned. I mean, we, we assume in that debate that you're talking about your property. Yeah. He, he, he took someone else's property. Yeah. And I mean, 15 like years criminal... is, is absurd. I mean, people get less time for rape and pedophilia. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's why I'm, I'm curious about the, the nature of his prior crimes. And so was he, does it say in here, was he actually charged with a, and convicted of a hate crime? Uh, not that I know of. Um, but I have okay. to think that that's this severe sentence that although he was a serial offender, that some of it had to contribute or some of the, um, the sense had to, what's, what's what I'm looking for. It, it, it had to matter that this, the hate element, the hate if element, the hate yeah. element mattered, I also would say that that is unjust. Like, is it, let's put it this way. If I have my, uh, I don't know. I have my racist Betsy Ross flag hanging outside my house and mm-hmm. it flies out there every day so that everyone knows how racist I am and how much I hate Colin Kaepernick. Right. <laughs> but let's say he comes by my house and he steals my flag and he burns it. If I had an LGBT flag and he burned it, should that be more harshly punished because of it's course a not. hate and like, crime? When no. it comes down to it, this is a minor property crime. Yeah, the only thing he did was take the flag and burn it. He did no other property damage. Is that accurate? Um, That is what this says. I mean, that's still on principle. That is still a significant. That's still an important crime. In violation of individual rights that I am. Okay, that's got to be the hate element. That is the hate element. In violation of individual. And then also the harassment in the third degree. That's horseshit. And that's that's just a duplication. That's unnecessary. When you say, um. Arson in the third degree and violation of individual rights. Every arson is a violation of that person's rights. Right. That's why it's a crime. You don't have the right to burn their property. This should to have been that, a misdemeanor property crime tops. I mean, reckless use of fire or explosives also seems like way overkill. I'm sure there was no bodily injury. So why does it even matter? Yeah. And we don't, um, I, I, the only thing I would be curious about is did he damage the property beyond just the burning of the flag? If there's like some, did he do something else to the property? But I don't see any information or 15 evidence. 15 years, though. I mean, geez. Well, and this, you're exactly right. This language here is uh, very worrisome. In violation of individual rights. That's just nonsense. That's, that's every crime. We shouldn't make distinctions about which individual rights matter more than others in this regard. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying, like, if you burn down someone's house because you hate him because he's black or gay... You that still burn not, down his house, yeah. It doesn't... What if you burn down his house because you hate his haircut? Yeah. Well, is that fine, relatively speaking? Is that less of a crime, I should say? Of course not. It doesn't matter. You still yeah. burn down his damn house, like you said. I know, uh, and I've said it so many times on the show, I, I hate to be redundant, but very few crimes, uh, especially the bodily injury, are an expression of somebody's love for somebody else. Well, you, you could frame it that way. You could say it was his love for traditional marriage that caused yeah, him really. to do this. It was a murder of love. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, all right, so... We'll see how that we'll see how that one develops. Um, yeah, it's fair to say slightly sensationalized, but there's still plenty of bullshit in this story. For sure. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. 
Well, it's that time of the week before we get out of here. So uh, come Good. back in a half hour when the sounder's done. Baby's sitting on my bladder right now. Ah. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Turns out somebody did see it this time. Nah. The cameras on the bus saw it. So uh, I figured you'd get a kick out of this one thanks to several emailers who sent me, no pun intended, by the way, a kick out of it. We'll see some <laughs> kicks in a moment. It's viewers who sent me this one, several of you, thank you for sending this to me from your old neck of the woods, Seattle, or Tukwila specifically. But a male to female transgender person in Tukwila, Washington, uh, told police he was the victim of a hate beating on December 10th after investigation, the King County Sheriff's Office says that is not what happened. Here is what happened. That victim told detectives she was taunted by those teens before she got on the bus. On the bus, she pepper sprayed them to protect herself. And then she got off the bus here in Tequila and they beat her up. But police went through that video. They say that's not what happened and the video proves it. Investigators say this video shows a transgender woman standing near the back door of a by the way, did the transgender person look drunk to you? Like in the yeah, just he watch the down, walking. He falls down the stairs at the end. Yeah, just watch the movements in the in the walking. It's total speculation, but it seems to me like a substance is probably involved. It was a transgender woman standing near the back door of a metro bus. Detectives say unprovoked, she walked to the back and pepper sprayed four teens. As they reacted, she walked away, stumbled, and fell. After one teen was pepper sprayed, <laughs> he swung a small hatchet at the woman and missed. The woman got off the bus in Tequila. So did the teens. The next part was caught on a cell phone camera. <laughs> Witnesses yelled for them to stop. You can see her lying on the ground. And they are Good. punching her and they're kicking her and stomping on her. The victim told detectives it all started earlier, before she boarded the bus at the Tequila International Bus Station. She claimed the teens used derogatory terms. We haven't been able to prove through video or witnesses that there was any other incident that occurred prior to this at all. That night, investigators arrested three teens, one 14-year-old and two 16-year-olds, for investigation of malicious harassment, a hate crime, and felony assault. Now, with the video evidence and interviews, they say that is not what happened. They didn't do it because of who she is or her sexuality. They did it just strictly because they were assaulted and then they got off the bus and they assaulted her back. Now she is the one charged with felony assault. Oh. That is where the woman was attacked by the teens. Now they're also likely going to be charged with misdemeanor assault. Now investigators say they can't claim self-defense because of the time that went by from the incident on board the bus and then that later when sucks. they got I mean, I've never seen a more justified ass beating in my life. If somebody just came up to me for no reason and maced me in the face, I'd be so pissed. There's got to be an immediacy element to justified self. So they should have kicked the shit out of her on the bus. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, to, to the point, I actually don't know that there are any charges related to the hatchet swing. That's I hilarious. Think... What is this 14-year-old kid doing carrying around a small hatchet? I don't even know if that's legal. I don't know what the legal status of that is. I don't know if there are any implications. I guess it must be fine. Shimmel. This is all... This is ratchet nonsense from all parties. I heard you react there, but I, I want to raise the point too. Why were they investigating whether insults were said at all? Like, why is that yeah, even investigation time? So what if these kids said like, ah, you're a weird tranny. Yeah. How is that relevant? It's Gross who dude, initiated... you clearly have a dick. You're six foot two and you have an Adam's apple. 
it might be mean and maybe that's relevant for those kids dads to take care of but as a matter of law like who who gives a shit it's all about who initiated the physical force and clearly the transgender person did um I don't know. I think I got to hand it to the kids here. They didn't want to endanger the other people on the bus. So they waited till they got off, got into a clearing and then appropriately did a three on one beating where they kicked her in the head. I mean, so justified. They handled this tranny beating as respectfully as you could expect any young man. They did. They didn't hatch it some bystander in the face. And when it came down to the moment, they put their hatchet away and they just used their feet. They just used their feet. (laughs) Good for these kids. I see restraint practiced uh, <laughs> and an interest in the welfare of the general public uh, and they didn't want to inconvenience the bus driver by creating a scene on the bus i think that they just did very an excellent thoughtful. job thoughtful young men <laughs> very thoughtful mm-hmm. all right susan that was not legal self-defense so i disavow it I, on principle i do like there has to be an immediacy element you can't i get it that someone starts fighting Sometimes a fight just happens, but in terms of the legal standard for self-defense, there does need to be. How much time can elapse? What if they got off the bus like three minutes later? Well, it's usually the AOJ standard with self-defense. Also, they had been maced in the face and they had to regain their eyesight to properly defend themselves. They need a little adrenaline rush to uh, correct the wrong, you know? (laughs) No, your attacker needs the ability uh, the opportunity, and you need to be in jeopardy. Those are kind of the three ingredients to your standard self-defense case. The, the and training was still around and already proved to be violent. There wasn't, once you're getting off the bus and the confrontation is no longer ongoing, there's no longer immediate jeopardy. I don't know. I, Team hatchet, ratchet. As a matter of law, though, you have to be very careful about that standard. That's That's the point. Yeah, fine, whatever. You and your laws your laws and your principles. Well, and speaking of the matters of law, I'd I'd like someone familiar with Washington law to explain to me. I think I have a good guess, but uh, I am curious. Okay, so the sheriff said they didn't do it because of who she is or her sexuality. They did it strictly because they were assaulted. And when they got off the bus, they assaulted her back. Well, then why are the kids getting misdemeanor charges and the transgender person is getting a felony felony charge? charge. If they just, if it was mutual uh, combat, basically, and they both did the same thing to each other as far as the law is concerned. Is it just because they're minors? Is that why? Which, well, they dropped that's their probably... initial felony charge to a misdemeanor. Oh, so maybe that's why. Is it just the minor status? And no, by the way, it's, that's... it's because they saw that she was the aggressor. When they didn't oh, that's realize why. that, yeah, they say that in the video. When they didn't realize that he was the aggressor, they had charged all the kids with felony assault. But they, they were also. The tape. And then they, they also the were necessarily the aggressors in that they were not doing self defense. Like, as far that as was... that self-defense is fine it's, it's cool it's fine I, i'm just curious exactly why uh and if it is if it is the minor thing i think that's justifiable like there is a point here too one is an adult with an adult judgment capacity allegedly the other uh, the others are children with Some not hood adult rat kids judgment walking, capacities. taking a public bus in tuck willa at night carrying around a hatchet inexplicably so if this is your kid are you I shouldn't even ask the question. I'm going to get super proud getting grounded or extra allowance this week. (laughs) Well, you know, I would never put my kid on a city bus in Tuckwala. You're you're a bad parent. If that happened, what are you people doing? (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see how this one gets resolved. And that's all I got as far as stories. So why don't we, uh, why don't we call it a show? Catch up with super. Oh my gosh. Are we going to get out at two hours? Potentially. Okay. It's all on you. Boogeyman 917. I hope you both have a wonderful Christmas. That's racist, Boogeyman, or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a GOP talking point. We don't do that. GOP talking point. 
Uh, Kevin Flanagan. Oh. Okay. Zero sympathy for, for Virginians. Uh, they fought a war to keep the exact voters who made this possible in the country. Also, Virginia needs to release their political prisoners before Ohio goes Sherman on them again. That's Kevin. Oh, yeah, ah. Kevin. That's Kevin. The cons- the the Confederacy was actually a bunch of cucks. Flanagan. <laughs> Lighted right. caboose. You guys have been my sanity safe space after going through a motorcycle accident that required surgery. Have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Oh, I hope you have made a full recovery. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, bummer. All the best. Thanks for tuning in and, and supporting. And Merry Christmas. Richard Enormous. If you guys got to have immigrants, make sure you get Slavs. We don't vote for that <laughs> rainbow shit. I do right. like the Slavs. They're not messing around. I don't know enough. I just know the weird Slav squat meme and the Adidas jackets and the, all that. I don't get it, though. It looks like some GTA stuff to me. I know one Slav, and he looks like he just murdered everybody and walked into a room all the time, like no matter where he is. Strong brow bone, perhaps. For real. Um, yeah. That's also racist. Kevin Smith says, nice touch on the picture frame, Matt. We shall never forget Mr. Marshmallow. I know. Yeah. Erica Marshmallow is back there with... Uh, I, actually, that, that Santa hat is for my dog. And uh, we were, you know, I was putting some Christmas decorations back there, and and um, my fiance said you should put this little Santa hat on Erica Marshall. Did you see Star Wars, by the way? I did. Uh, my brother wants to talk to you about it. Really? Uh, so we should Skype because I'm with him, and mm-hmm. I wanted to tell you, he also has a French bulldog. And yesterday, I look over and like the couch is all wet, and it smelled <laughs> like fish, and I'm like, what is going on? And, and my brother was like. Oh, his asshole just leaks butt juice. Oh, no, I don't have that problem. Seriously, this is no. he said it's a French bulldog thing and I wanted to ask you. Uh, well, my dog has a lot of oddities, but that's not one. Yeah, so I I had to wash my pajamas cuz I was covered in <laughs> dog fish oil butt juice. Um my official opinion on this Star Wars movie without any spoilers is that it is in my mind un- undeniably the greatest of the new trilogy, which is a low bar admittedly. But minimal corny dialogue pretty much no sjw bullshit there's some what i heard there was some like homo love affair at the end there no there's one lesbian kiss thrown in there like by characters that you don't even know who they are and yeah it's lame but that's it the it's mostly gritty action and overall i thoroughly enjoyed watching it is it up there with like the greatest movies i've ever seen no but it's definitely uh a a it's worth seeing and it doesn't have the pitfalls that the last Jedi had. The last Jedi was absolute crap. Okay. You guys can talk. Uh, Nathan Denton, blonde. How many 1024th native American is your baby? Is, is zero. Zero. My baby ping. You mean? Um, yeah. Ping the second. Ryan F. Congratulations on your pod beam achievement and condolences in advance for when someone actually listens to this podcast over there and the staff quietly removes any reference to your show. I know. When I saw that, I was like, have they ever heard our show? They legit said in the email, they're like, you'll be included in promotional material. And I thought, no, until you actually uh, maybe Don't do that, post it and someone listens to it. Yeah. A big donation from D white S. Thank you so much for your generous contribution this holiday season. We really appreciate it. I am not. Um, a and he said, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, the S foil baby name suggestions, meaning of the name Kiva. It means gentle, beautiful, precious, the same root as Kevin. In 2003, it was the 12th most popular Irish girl's name for baby girls. I would, but I am not a filthy Irishman. So mm. I can't name my child a filthy Irish name. I'm just joking. I'm going to uh, 
in this Christmas spirit, I'm going to open up the DLive treasure chest. Surprise. So um, if you guys are hanging out over on DLive, sit tight and that will be distributed jointly. My husband's part Irish, though. This is just, I'm just realizing this now. My baby's going to be like a quarter Irish. Oh, no. What if she's ginger? Insufficiently pure. Ah, whatever. Uh, Aggie Jet Pilot. Happy holiday. Nope. Merry Christmas to both of y'all and your families from this Texas gun tote and freedom loving jet jockey. Thank you so much. Well, thank you and Merry Christmas. First son of man. Uh, I got the perfect name, Eva. Think about it. Might be a little brawny. That is, I know the Hitler reference, but that is on my, on my name list. Because, of course. It's a Couldn't be more name. appropriate. And a Dolphina is a little on the nose. <laughs> Josh Frost. Great ring to it, yeah. Twas once before Christmas when Matt and I made love. We were discussing Trump and the impeachment hubbub. We put on our clothes when we both did hear Merry Christmas from Santa and Mega next year. Oh, gay. Uh, Black Magic Skag, in the spirit of the holidays, I would like to apologize for calling you a scando cuck on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, it's true, and we still need to repeal the 19th, and the founders got it right, but Merry Christmas. I Thank agree you. With all I appreciate things. that. That's very kind of you. Merry Christmas. Joseph Gamage, a uh, longtime listener, first-time Super Chatter. Merry Christmas to you three, your families, all your Republican talking point repeating friends and listeners. Thank oh, you, Oh, well, Joe. thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, Shauna Thornton, we, you, name the baby you should go with, wait, whenever. It's, it was W slash E. Mm, yeah. I, I am my I'm so retarded. It's it's insane. Whenever you name the baby, you should go with June for the middle name. I suggest Margaret June. I love that name, but my sister has called Margaret for her next baby if it's a girl. Mm. And June is on my list because my baby is June June twenty seventh. Oh, she's saying June for the middle name though. Yeah. Oh, but do you want June for the first? Yes. Unless uh. Uh, I'm overdue, which I will be, and then my baby's born in July. Um Hassan Chop, have a holly jolly Christmas at the best time of the year. Say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. Thank you, Hassan. And, and that's a big donation. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. I am not going to be niggardly. Paul, love you guys. Merry Christmas. We love you too. Uh, Chris Hogan, first time supporter. Thank you for being in my life and for your words of wisdom. Matt wears the best ugly sweater and blonde shows up in all black. It worked for Hamlet. Keep it up, my yeah. white knights. I do thank you. Wear much appreciated. Yeah, this is a one-time use sweater for sure. Yeah. But um, perhaps I'll do what I did with my uh, with my October with my Halloween um macho ma'am tranny savage costume and yeah. just pass it off to a listener who might like a i don't know a, a a keepsake of the show that's a lie you wear it during sex i talked to your the woman. macho ma'am yeah. <laughs> outfit um she said yeah. you won't stop she's like i keep telling you it was I'm not so uncomfortable it. to wear it's like a weird vinyl and did it was you have like sweaty. weird sweaty balls the whole time yeah i had to wash it before i sent it off <laughs> for sure <laughs> Andrew, it was West Palm, not L.A., and I went last year, and I'm really glad I didn't go this year. I'm hearing it was a shit show, and I got shouted down for being a moderate on abortion and gay marriage. Oh, you're talking about the turning point, uh, West Palm. I thought it was in – oh, it wasn't in California. Oh, it was in, okay. It must yeah. have been. Yeah, West Palm is in Florida. Ah, gotcha. Uh, my you. mistake, Florida. I thought it was in California, but the palm um, trees deceived me. My mistake. Because Palm Springs is also in Cal- – I can see how you mean it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin Flanagan – Okay. Okay, Kevin. I may have done something legally actionable like slander, but he politely asked me why I won't talk to him. What do you know? They really do cry out in pain as they strike you. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you speak. Slander. If there's a, if there's a legal case for slander, sue him. 
but I don't think you'll be able to. That never works though. That's well, it's an appropriately high bar. And if you're going to be in the, if you're going to be in the public sphere talking shit, like, let's be honest, we all kind of talk shit for a living. That doesn't mean that it's all equally the same, yeah. but um, the, the bar is high appropriately. So, and that's to make sure that we can all have our say. And I agree. It's bad form to talk shit and refuse to engage with a person. But if we start saying, if we start using legal terms, and implying that there are legal remedies that becomes a place where speech dies. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to go that far. Lunderwear. Matt and I once made love. I broke him down shotgun style and punched his boar. And then he shot his wad. Merry Christmas. I'm sorry, mom and dad. Hmm. Sorry that this is what I do with my life now. I'll make you proud with the daughter I bear. She'll be better than me, mom and dad. Fair enough. Um, Black Maybe Magic. someday she'll watch this. Holy shit. <laughs> That cannot happen, but totally will. Hmm. Uh, Black Magic. I don't know. We have thousands of hours of content. She, she'll get bored. It'll just be like politics from a million years ago. Yeah, it will be. I think about that often, though. This sort of thing didn't necessarily exist back then. But in 50 years time, when we're grandparents. It'll be so irrelevant. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, the but we're also part of a generation that like grew up on the Internet. And younger kids than us, when they had no impulse control, we're on all sorts of social media. So by then, everybody will have destroyed their life. Yeah, I guess. The appeal will be greatly minimized. Mm, yeah. Um, Black Magic, please shout out Merry Christmas to Coma, Martin, Raggles, Shauna Thornton, Cornflake, Mike Hawk, Rich Mendelson, Kevin Flanagan, Deep Center Field, Press, and all the chat who make this show you brought us. Our chat is, I know everybody says this to try to kiss the ass of their audience, but our chat is uniquely amazing. I was going to go with Cancer. But really? They're so <laughs> the mean. Best kind, it is so funny. The best kind. No, it's it's a it's a mind of its own, man. That's why it's fun. It's like a, yeah. it's a uh, yeah. Um our our chat is is totally out of our control, basically. Fully acknowledged. There are characters in there yeah. that uh, have their own appeal. Somebody said is blonde really having an Asian baby? No. No, I I am not Asian. I'm blonde, not Asian. Yeah. Look at how round my eyes are. They're so round. Oh, Devin Schofield. Merry Christmas. Been watching since before Trump uh, got in and Trump's America wouldn't be the same without you guys. Hope to catch wow. you all on a call-in show soon. Happy New Year. We That's are skipping. That's a long time. We've got call-in show. I, I guess it'll be starting. I think it's the 8th we come the back. 8th, yeah. the, the first non-New Year's Day in January, which, uh, yeah, is January 8th. Chashi Boy says, Blonde, you're wrong. River Gibbs has no dick. Yeah, when I imagine him naked, he's just like smooth like a Ken doll. I wonder what he's reader. up to. I haven't checked, uh, checked back for a while. I don't know. Grooming his eyebrows. Das <laughs> Pooch. Christ, Matt. Even I didn't think you're, you'd be wringing your hands about the Nick Ben thing. For fuck's sake, he followed about 20 feet. To finish yellowing his question, change your tampon. Lol. Ah. I, I, uh, listen, if you would have, if that's the reaction you would have of someone doing that to your family, go, good for you. I'm skeptical that everyone would have that reaction, that you'd say it's totally fine. Jay um, says, but perhaps you do. Perhaps you think that. Jay says, Bendon defends shit because he's a scheming spineless shit that needs Gentiles to do his fighting for him. <laughs> he did have, uh, he's got his bodyguard guy. Or the fat yeah. chick, which is why his heifer sprung into action while Shapiro pissed himself. Yeah, who I actually was don't know broad? who she is. I don't know if she's with him or just there. I, I have no idea what she is. Um, Raymond Jones, I agree with Matt. Nick was being a douche, but Shapiro did bring himself, bring it on himself by avoiding Nick previously and taking cheap shots. Both look stupid. Yeah, I mean, the takeaway is that no one should care. Uh, Fair enough. 
Oh, Kevin. I can't. I mm, can't. Uh, Stellar J. Atkins. If Ben was afraid or felt threatened, why did he hold his child between himself and Nick? If Ben is harassed by Antifa, why are his children at a political event? I don't think... I don't think we can say having a family member there or having your family with you is inherently suspect. Like we can automatically assign malicious or and illegitimate intent. And it's not like intent. he was at a particularly contentious, like an event where he would encounter, oh, I don't know. I don't know how, turning point. Well, and that said, really like constantly. if you want your family to go to your event, I, I also don't think that you should surrender to Antifa. Yeah. Like that, you, you shouldn't say, well, Antifa controls this. So we're just going to let it be like, I really can't set the standard that like he didn't hold his child the right way or his family being there is suspicious. Like that's yeah. uh, okay. Are we really going to hold that equally to everybody? Tune in, drop out. Only time I've heard Ben mention Fuentes is in response to questions as to why he won't debate Nick. So Ben explains why he won't debate him and his response has been claimed to be an attack. No, he did actually uh, do like he was proactive about his disdain. Well, I should go back Fuentes. and listen to Not that it, I don't know that that, matters to me a ton i have to go back and listen was it part of the speech or was it in response to a question but by the same token if you want to avoid a person and you have no interest in engaging with them again you're entitled to that but i think the proper answer is i don't like that person uh you know move on i don't think the proper response is to smear that person and then refuse to engage yeah i mean and he is kind of someone that like i personally would never start shit with under any circumstances Nick Fuentes or Ben Shapiro? Oh, oh, I can say whatever I want about Ben Shapiro. I that guess, guy's yeah, never I coming, after, coming after me. He's a huge pussy. But um, Fair enough. I would never start something with Nick Fuentes. He was ruthless well, during Thought Wars. I was You so called scared. Ben a huge pussy, so now when he comes after you on the street, you have to take it. Yeah, he's going to come after me. His pregnant <laughs> wife is going to be yelling in my face. When you're pregnant and he harasses you yeah. on the streets uh, in Idaho, then yep. you have to say, well... I, I, I deserve set, this. I set this precedent and yeah. here I am. Yeah. I agree with most. This is um, Quen Thunderbrook. Uh, I agree with most of Nick's arguments, but if it had been me and a mob started following me while I'm with my family, then I'm going to shoot people in very short order. Um, I mean, I, I kind of see both sides of this. I hate that I sound like you. Hmm. But. Well, you don't have to. It's possible that there are flaws on both sides, and I do see flaws on both sides. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend that I am that I think one side did nothing wrong and is innocent. I think both sides have mishandled this and it's unfortunately becoming worse, not getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a very dead horse. Uh, I don't believe Nick dudes, a little weasel that acts like a leftist and would probably be swallowing those chicklets. What does that mean? Uh, ben always tries to keep his family off camera. Nick won't engage truthfully ever. As I mentioned before, I will never start anything with Nick Fuentes who I, like very much, Nick. I like you. You're a good dude. I like you. I like you so much. <laughs> You're scared of Nick Fuentes. Fuck yeah, I'm scared it's of Nick a, Fuentes. It's official. For sure. I'm, I reiterate, Thought Wars. I woke up every day and I was like, is today going to be the day? <laughs> that they're coming for me. <laughs> that they're coming know. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank God I'm married and pregnant now. Maybe I've narrowly avoided this. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. This is Jozo Zavko. Merry Christmas to you, authoritarian libertarians, and a happy Hanukkah to Kevin. Ooh. Oh, wow fired. shots fired holy cow uh sb says ben shapiro is a dirty grabbler i don't even know what that i don't means. even know what that is, is that i'm gonna look that up while grabblers are a greasy oily creature that only hire other grabblers also merry christmas to you fine viewers and a happy hanukkah to the rest of you creature oh man 
Hmm. I really should vet other people besides me. That that one might have that probably should not have. <laughs> too late now. Too but late now. here we are. Here we are, still going. But you can't mention the whistleblower, or you'll immediately get shut down. Yeah. Uh, Shauna. Th- oh, by the way, I was on Red Ice uh, yesterday for their Yule stream. And Henrik says that he watches us all the time and that he saw that we got shut down for saying that. I Interesting. Like, it's wow. so cool that he watches us. So if you're watching Henrik and Lana, thank you so much. Um, Ashana Thornton, I think the problem with the Groypers is the strength of the Groypers. They're young and have nothing to lose and they don't give a shit mm. about what other people say. That is true. That is the strength of the Groypers. Um, Midwest Madge, no note. Thank you. Okay, yeah, uh, it turns out Grambler is probably also a term we should... Uh, Really? I've never heard that before in my life. It's it's a new one, according to Urban Dictionary. Oh. 2019, date of post. Uh, Yeah, Uh, that that one's a rough one, but, you know, incidental. Uh, Okay. Um, Karen Strawn, I gives you 10 bones, so you will... So you will see me wish you both a Merry Christmas and also congrats on your daughter, Blonde. My youngest is 17 now. I miss babies. How is it possible she has a 17-year-old kid? Wow. Well, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Karen. Thank you so much. It would be so awesome Thanks for tuning to in. have Karen Strawn as your mom. Um, Brad Barnett. Merry Christmas, Blonde and Matt. Can't watch live. Just stopped in to say thanks for all you do. Love the show. Thank you. Kevin Flanagan. No. Unfortunately. Shauna Thornton. Although the Grabbler's one got by, so who knows. Um, <laughs> was he the one who posted that or was that someone else? It was somebody else, which is why oh. I didn't. Yeah. Right. And it's a racial slur I've never heard before. It's a new one. It's the it's, new one. it's the 2019 Jigaboo for Jews. <laughs> he sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shauna Thornton. Dems are Trump's most loyal campaigners. They do a great job of waking people up uh, to the dangers of immigration. Congress without term limits. Why women shouldn't be in office. Oh, my gosh. I love Dems this year. I know. This is just a, a case for term limits and repealing the 19th. Um, Miles Kinslow. Hey guys, I want to send a shout out to YouTuber named Prince of Queens. He recently passed away last week. His content was anti SJW mm. feminism, men's rights. And from a gay male perspective, check his content. Rest in peace, man. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry to, hear, to that. hear that. And Merry Christmas and happy new year. Um, agorizer Tulsi was criticized for not leading or following regarding her failure to vote. If the parade is heading to the rim of the volcano, getting out of the way is a good option. I suppose. I, don't know. I mean, it's not, I get where she's coming from. I just, uh, I just think if like impeachment should have a certain threshold, if it does not meet the threshold, then you vote. No, like the, the standard that she articulated of wrongdoing, he's guilty of wrongdoing. Okay. But the answer then is censure, which she did introduce, uh, a bill to censure the president. Just say you're, you're bad, you know, in text or whatever do that. But that's the point you censure because the bar for impeachment has not been met. Therefore you vote no on impeachment. That would be my reasoning. I bought PNs is Merry Christmas money grabbers, grabbers. <laughs> no L. Oh, Thank wow. you. Uh, Thomas Benoy, UPS drivers are union FedEx drivers. are not. I wonder if that makes a difference. It probably hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Derek Finley. <laughs> that RBG deep fake was pretty good. Wonder when the sex tape is coming. Oh, oh. oh God. It's got to exist somewhere already, I would think. Mm. Um, Jay says, wait, anti-abortion laws increase the fertility of poor people? Guess I'm 100% pro-choice. Also, mm. Skeksy shouted, shut it down in the Dark Crystal series. Just a coincidence. The deep cut. Ken mm. Nichols, Skag, we cleared this up last week in a public venue, public meeting. The House members are supposed to hear from the public. 
That is the entire purpose of the house, the people's house. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Well, I've, and as I've said, I've kind of come around to this way of thinking a little bit more. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Uh, I, you know, the one thing I'm worried about is, of course, are we just going to set a precedent where it's just the, the country yelling at each other, which is regrettable. Uh, I don't, I don't want that, but at the same time, like the, the question is who is undermining our, our cultural fabric, our, yeah. our norms. It's certainly not normal to try to remove a president from office for wrongdoing. And now this is going made to be up crimes. Standard. Because Republicans are just going to retaliate by doing this the next Democratic. Yeah, it's going to suck. And I I won't like it then either. And I won't like it not just on principle because we pay for all of this. I know. We're all on the, we're all footing the bill for this nonsense. And most importantly, I'm sick of talking about it. And that's really what matters. Um, Zirconium too. It's still legal to talk about, even shout to people regardless of family presence. Paparazzi do way worse. Um, Yeah, but I disagree with that. Miss me with that weak take and talk to Nick or something. Merry Christmas, by the way. Um, I don't think anyone's claiming that it's illegal, but I would also say that the paparazzi cross a lot of lines and that's why people get pissed off at them. Yeah. So, and I think that's justified too. It's not like how many people are out there saying the paparazzi never do anything wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying they all do necessarily, but we don't think, ah, the paparazzi, those people who adhere to ethical standards. Yeah. Um, Jay says, I put jalapenos, pineapples and barbecue sauce all on the same pizza. Fight me. I'd eat the shit out of that right now. Oh, I'm so hungry. I guess I'll have to try it. It's probably good. Um, Roosevelt says, Chad, pregnant wife and uh, childless. Oh, wait, and children Shapiro versus virgin catboy Fuentes. Fuentes has definitely been slandering Ben for hours on his show, so the complaint of a 45-minute speech is pointless. Both are cringe. Um, But Nick's only 19 or 20. You know, give a kid some time to have a family. Like, he could have a family in... You know, I just am having my first baby with my husband and he's 38 and Nick could have two decades and be totally rich by the time he has a family and it's probably fine. Uh, so well, I don't know it, that's a legitimate argument. To the, to the point, at what point is someone, at what point is, is Fuentes talking about Shapiro more than Shapiro is talking about Fuentes and thus, you know, it, yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know what Shapiro the volume is. is. So I don't listen to Nick's show. Higher profile. I don't know. Doesn't that? Yeah, I mean, I say I'd say that's a safe assumption, but does that really matter? Like, if you're constantly talking about somebody for, you know, to a thousand people all the time, is that worse or better than talking to a million people for forty-five minutes or something? Nick could also surpass Ben in terms of uh, viewership. At some, he could. I don't know. I mean, at some point, um, well, I guess at some point, if a person's intent is to ignore you, then I think you just kind of move on and you ignore. To the other side of yeah. it, um, that's why you don't necessarily go after a person at your own speaking event and then refuse to give them a chance to defend themselves. Um, quantum football, did you see that? I didn't expect to talk about this so much. Um, I knew we were kind of going to have to. That sucks. It really sucks. Uh, did you see that Alain Omar was trying to sell some of our railroads to Qatar or Qatar, depending on... I, I go with Qatar, but I don't know if that's correct. I don't know. Qatar makes more sense to me, but I hear more people say Qatar. Qatar is just more awkward to say. That's the only reason I have. The Surface Transportation Board is trying to stop us. I didn't know that. Yeah. I have no knowledge of that, though, yeah. Um, the least in the kingdom. Pineapple should be dehydrated or added to the sauce as part of the puree. Ooh. That's probably good. Ooh, that's a pot. I like it. The problem is the excess hot liquid in the pineapple. Listen to the trending insurrection for more of this wisdom. Hmm. I take it that's, that's true. If the pizza is too hot and the pineapple is really hot, that's, yeah, that's not often, like, Pineapple on cold pizza, I think, is especially good. Like the leftover. Mm. Awesome. 
I want pizza now. Nobody says we need government sponsored. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Fair enough. Thanks for Scarrow catching it. Um, I know the contractor who employs the FedEx driver that got shot. The contractor told me they will not fire him even if FedEx says he can't drive anymore, which seems unlikely at the moment. Yeah, poor dude. Good for him. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I'm glad I, he, he did nothing wrong. I'm glad he's still around to decide what he wants to do with the future of his life. Um, Matthew Sturgis, Merry Christmas. I hope you both have a fantastic holiday and thanks for everything you guys do. Keep up the awesome work. I'm very thankful for my sanity safe space. Thanks again. Thank oh, well, you, thank Matthew. You. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, Rachel Bontrager, my husband wrecked my brand new car, so I'm treating myself. Yay for car insurance. I guess he's fine. Deer are the original Homeland terrorists. Yeah, deer suck. I got a lot of sympathy for that, man. Yeah. Uh, I've hit them twice in my life, and that's a small tally for around here. So, so all the best with that. The least in the kingdom. The internet is by definition interstate commerce. Therefore, no state has the authority to tax or regulate it. If there's going to hmm. be a regulation, we will have to be nationwide and federally sourced. Uh, I assume you're talking about the porn thing. Presumably. I mean, it's, you don't have to. It's just saying that the federal government has jurisdiction. That's not to say that um, that only the federal government can do it. The states could still exercise. You have the whole question on the, the constitutional angles, which I'm not looking to get into now. But I, outside of that, if it's just regulation like anything else that the Constitution is silent on, uh, the states still could regulate it. It's not that they can. It's just the federal government has a delegated power to if it decides right. to. Um, Bill McPherson, uh, Merry Christmas, guys. I'm not going to be niggardly this holiday <laughs> season, so have some shekels and hope you guys have a lovely vacation. Well, thanks. I am By not going to be niggardly. <laughs> Thank you, Merry Bill. Christmas, and I, Merry I, Christmas. I, know, I know he's been through quite a year of events, so uh, all the best to you and your family, man. Yeah. Das Pooch, jokes and criticisms of Matt's hand-wringing aside, I think you're both great people, and I hope you keep the show going for a long time to come. I'll watch wherever you need to take it. Once you're banned, we're we'll yeah. Be. We'll see. Let's uh, betting pool if the show, if the primary source of the show is still YouTube by this time next year. I don't know. I'd put it at about even odds. Yeah, really. Watch them mm. ban me for ban us for me breastfeeding, and the, that's the reason. <laughs> that's the reason we get banned. I'm gonna ban this show for that. No, it has to happen, or this show can't happen. But we'll talk about uh, it later. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> uh, nobody says the solution to feminists is chauvinism and selfishness. Don't listen to their nagging. Don't ask them for anything. Don't put them first. I don't ever believe they have any value. Mary Xmas all. Um, Matt feels John Radcliffe saw classified documents about Comey Brennan, Brennan investigating Trump before July 16th. High up heads had better role for this horseshit. Virginians resist tyranny. Merry Christmas, everyone. Mm. Um, let's see. Backlash 2099. Every last year I wanted to find out where I actually stand politically. Um, was always conservative but needed to solidify my principles. Found Matt and couldn't get enough. Love both of you. Keep wow. it up. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Merry Christmas. Okay, Kevin. Uh, not going to lie, as a Midwesterner, I'd like to, I kind of like to see both of these generates thrown off a tall building. That is the least controversial thing he sent tonight. Um, <laughs> and he's not saying he's going to do it, just that he would just that he'd like to see participate it. in viewing. Just like I like to see that tranny be down. Uh, I had a feeling there would there would be at least a smirk coming from you regarding that story. Come on, that was so justified. Uh, Bo Kazi, if Pete was to go against Trump, I wouldn't even vote for Pete. 
but would vote for Trump, even though I'm going to vote for Trump anyway. And this is coming from a gay Bengali man <laughs> myself that lives in India or Indiana. Indi it's just an IND. Indiana. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Dude. I assume. Right. Um, yeah. Shauna Thornton, to be fair, this POC bonding over hating whites is just going to raise the white birth rates because POCs won't date whites. So whites will only date whites. This is going to backfire in 20 years. <laughs> Unintended consequences. Right. Wow. Uh, Kevin Flanagan. Okay. Warren gets it. Lots of people on the right talking about banning porn. A list of dead sodomites would probably do the job even better. <laughs> God damn it. How is that one okay? Because uh, the other ones were way worse. I think he gets <laughs> stuff by by like being comparatively better than his previous ones. Yeah. He also gives us tons of money. And we have no standard for integrity here. No, we are uh, we are down in the we Rachel Dolezal den. Um, we are all Rachel Dolezal. Except for we know the statistics, most of them. That's we the differentiating know factor. Sometimes, except I read something in German that was probably from a Hitler speech. And that <laughs> yeah. I totally endorse this. Um, yeah. Austin Lord, I knew one day I would finally understand your Kevin sounder. Last night I finally watched Home Alone one and two, so now I get it. Merry oh, yeah. the animals. There I are many. <laughs> I actually watched uh, all three. The third one is horrendous, but just the sort of crap that I tend to enjoy. But there are many Kevin Sounders throughout the movies. Oh, really? The first two that I I, sh I made a point. I was like, I got to get all of these, but I haven't sat down and done it yet. Uh, Ken Nichols, God, hearing that clip of Warren talking about reciting the names of trans and other people killed reminds me that I do not want to hear her almost crying voice as my president ever week, week, week. Yeah, <laughs> that's point. probably why Kamala's out. Um, das Pooch, regarding the Asian supremacy thing, can confirm they're among the most racist in a good way that I love. Lol. Had a Japanese girlfriend in college. You wouldn't believe the things her family said about non-whites. Yeah. If anybody doubts this, ask a Japanese person, like from Japan, not Japanese American, what they think of the Chinese. And let me know mm. what they say. All right. Uh, they're not messing around. Uh, boomer question. Ben Shapiro is actually trying to destroy America, yet Matt defends him. Um, well, I think you got to be careful with that sort of accusation. A anyone I say is out to destroy America is not entitled to the same rights or treatment that uh, that someone else would be. That's that's dangerous. Um, so you're entitled to believe that, but I just I would not want to give that person some sort of second class status because of that viewpoint. Um, Paula Zira D Live is over. They have removed "Not Safe for Work" flag. They're now blocking all political channels from appearing in all general feeds. The only way that's, that's to find to you is to go direct to your channel or to search the name. Ugh. Oh, no. so they're not promoting it anymore, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's news to me. But um, but, you know, our D-Live community is still rolling on. So we'll see what they we'll see what they decide to do. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look into it. It's news to me if it's going on. Fat Hooligan. Merry Christmas to my favorite podcast duo. Blonde. Glad to hear your baby girl is doing well. Matt, your sweater is awesome. That's about all. Peace out. Well, thank thank you. you. Much appreciated. Nobody at Matt Christensen. What are your principles exactly? using edited Fuentes clip defending this tranny. If beating his ass prevents future trans assault, it's a public service. Prevents future. How would beating his ass prevent future trans? Maybe so from saying, that th specific th tranny. This, this is a warning to all of you. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's not an ethical perspective either. Um, what are my principles exactly that you should be able to appear with your family in public without being harassed or followed. Now I know this is kind of a, a gray area case, but I will say that if you were walking down the sidewalk and someone treated you that way, I guarantee you'd have an issue with it. That's one principle. What's the principle on the transgender person? That 
if you have an encounter with a person on a bus and then X amount of time goes by and you get off the bus and then you initiate a second encounter with them, that's not self-defense. I understand why it happens, but there has to be an immediacy element. Someone has to be imminently actually harming you in the moment or imminently about to harm you for the self-defense to be valid. Otherwise, it's just <laughs> perpetual beatings that are all justified. And again, you talk about, you, you, you raise your brow at me like it's my issue. This is the law in every state for a reason. Yeah, like, team yeah. retaliatory beatings. That's, that's my okay. team. Well, you, you can have that in Vigilante your state. Vigilante justice. But, Vigilante but it, justice. It, as though I'm the weirdo here, consult your state's uh, book of laws. You will find that. I live in Idaho. Oh, it's a free-for-all. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That would still oh, be prosecuted We don't have li- laws in Idaho. Uh, yeah. Jason Rushing, Google Adolfo Martinez ABC and check out the thumbnail for ABC's article about this. I was very amused and confused. Was that the one that we used? Uh, this, oh, yeah. So this is the guy with the flag, the rainbow flag. And actually, Jason sent this to me earlier. The thumbnail of the, I think it was YouTube, it was ABC's article. He's right. The thumbnail was Chick-fil-A. As though Chick-fil-A has any relationship to this story but for oh, the LGBT issues. But yeah, it, was, it, it seems weird uh, and couldn't be a mistake. But that's what it was. Kevin, I can't read this, but what's a, what's a half feather ape? Uh, it must be, imagine being, I would assume feather apes are Indians. <laughs> but uh, He's saying I'm Indian. I don't remember how that got started. Because huh. of my 23 me with the 0.1% that went away. That's right. Hmm. Um, Chris Buckley, Mary X missed all. Don't drink and drive. Good uh, advice. Newman. And thank you for the reminder. It's uh, Yes. It's a common issue this time of year. Mike Newman, Merry Christmas. Uh, if an impeachment never fail, never, never falls to the Senate, yeah. is it really an impeachment? <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. And thank you for uh, supporting the show. I am not going to be niggardly. Brownsville Down says Pete's breath smells like pant antlers. I don't know what that means, but Pete, I don't know either. Brush your teeth, Pete. Brady Setliff, how is this a long eroding reed? Uh, I see car 98 K immediately. What? It's a German rifle, but I don't know exactly what he's saying. Not greatly for Kevin. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what that means. I probably messed that up. Sorry, Brady. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Jamie Clay. Merry Christmas is you crazy kids. I hope Santa brings you the toys you're dreaming of. Oh, and blonde, all the catapults. Uh, all the women I know named Jeanne, Janine, Jean spelled Frenchly. I think. Oh, or maybe Jean, Jean, if it's French. Spelled Frenchly, have been the most amazing women. So there's, is it hmm. Jean? It's J-E-A-N-N-E. Hmm. I'm sorry if I butchered that too. It's illiterate towards the end of the show. David Richardson, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. P.S. Since we know Karen is listening, we miss you on Twitter. Everybody misses Karen all the time. She's the best. Um, Thank you. Laurel says, baby advice. With my son, I had a baby bed that attached directly to my bed and with my daughter, I had a bassinet right next to my bed. I liked the bassinet better. Easy 4 a.m. feeding. Put the baby back. Yes, but if you bed share, you only have to roll over. So that's the plan. All Um, right. Let's see. I got to reload this. Two more. Mike Newman, Matt. There is a Los Angeles Times YouTube video. Undecided voters react to Democratic debate. In the 15-minute mark, they give their thoughts on Trump voters. It is so funny. Love the show. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, I'll have to check it out. I think I saw. I think you sent me an email about it, right? So I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to check it out uh, later this week. Um, Raymond Jones, Nick Fuentes is basically Charlie Kirk with balls, and then people <laughs> are talking about smothering the baby with bed sharing. Um, mm. If you look at the statistics, and I'm going to end on this now. If you look at the statistics, we have Streamlabs. Oh yeah, 
but I'm still going to say it. If you look at the statistics, almost all of the smothering incidents are with people that consume drugs or alcohol, of which I do not partake. Hmm. Um, so I'm not worried about it. I think bed sharing is safe. I think the statistics about it have been overblown, and uh, I'm going to do it. So I'm doing it. We're good over on DLive. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got uh, Caesar, Kelly Soka, and Darth Jones. Thanks for supporting the show tonight, guys. Very much appreciated. Uh, over on Streamlabs, then we'll get out of here. God Emperor of Duncan says, sing it, have a holly jolly election miss. It's the best time of the year. Say hello to Creepy Joe and Mayor Pete. He's queer. <laughs> <laughs> Holly jolly election miss. And in case it isn't clear, the field's unsteady, so be ready to vote yeah. for Clinton next year. Well, uh, <laughs> I hope she hops in. It'll be highly entertaining. But I suppose I should be careful what I wish for because, you know, maybe she becomes president. God forbid. Wesley N says, Merry Christmas, stuck at the airport on a layover watching the best show to pass the time Epstein didn't kill himself and fuck Erica Marshmallow. Well, all the best in your travels and Merry Christmas. Phil says, I recognize that the normie fence sitter position is that Fuentes was in the wrong, but hear me out. Ben Shapiro and the rest of the TPUSA folks would be accosted at every opportunity or should be accosted at every opportunity. They are grifters who are cynically using MAGA to fatten their wallets. Well, I worry that that's a position somewhat similar to the like Maxine Waters perspective of these people are bad, confront them, yell at them. If you think that they're bad, even if you, if you think that, you know, you don't like that their way of doing business you don't like that, whatever. I think the proper uh, response is to not participate in their way of doing business. And I think you're entitled to try to convince other people not to participate in that either. But in terms of trying to intimidate people, in terms of trying to make public confrontation with that sort of intent, I think that's a, a, a sketchy standard that I'm not going to get on board with. On a brighter note, he says, excellent intro, Matt. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I pretty much recycled last year's intro. I tried to make a new one. I was like, I just like that Deck the Halls thing, and I like the way yeah. it fits with the uh, Home Alone movie guy with his Tommy gun. So don't don't break or don't fix what isn't broken. So I just went with it. And thanks yeah. for thank you for the compliment and for um and for your thoughts on the issue as well. Redica says the shift meeting was a little tasteless, but the other is the exact arena to confront your rep and force them to think about their actions. It is a town hall or meeting with constituents. If it is a town hall or meeting with constituents, then yell away. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, that's the distinction too. Like, is it more inappropriate to do it at an event that's not for that? The question becomes, what would happen? Like, what if Schiff just doesn't do town halls anymore? A lot of a lot of members of Congress just don't do them. Yeah, you know, at some point, um, if if they don't make themselves accessible, what is the line that's inappropriate to, to for them to become accessible in their official capacity? Yeah. Kim says, Merry Christmas, Matt and Blonde. Congratulations, Blonde. Your little girl is going to be very loved. Make sure you start teaching her about her place in the kitchen at a young age. I will. Making Play-Doh spaghetti right mm -hmm. out of the womb. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. Radica says, so we have another it's ma'am situation. How, how can the reporter say women with or a woman with a straight face? This was a Zoe Tur situation where the man instigated a fight and lost. I believe mutual combat is fa is favored to the winner, especially when the age and size is different. Well, it's no, there's no doubt who picked the fight. I think for that sure. much is clear. I think we can all agree on that for sure. Michu says, Young v. U.S. 1877 SCOTUS defines enemies as members of the U.S. in an open declared war with therefore no one has been eligible of committing treason since 1945. Adam Schiff may be guilty of sedition, however. Well, I'm not sure. Oh, so the SCOTUS, uh, Supreme Court added some sort of clarification to the treason term, I, I suppose. I'm not familiar with the case. I'd have to, I'd have to check up on it. Anyway, I know that you're, you're missing uh, 
Christmas festivities and I was hoping to get out of here early, but you know, whatever. So (laughs) we'll wrap it up there unless you have more to add. No, I'm good. Thank you so much. You guys. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, you know, and, and thanks for, um, carrying on the Christmas spirit and helping us make a fun holiday weekend of it. Uh, appreciate everybody's participation in the live show. And if you're listening later on demand on YouTube, hopefully Susan didn't desync the stream. And, um, or if you're listening elsewhere on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. As I mentioned, you can get the audio feed of this show too, uh, on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts. We got, uh, replays of the call-in show and replays of the Sunday show and all kinds of stuff you might not find on YouTube as well. You can also send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday with a New Year's uh, a New Year's show. So yep. in the meantime, everybody have a great holiday week and uh, enjoy your families and try not to stress about politics. We all deserve a break from the nonsense. We'll catch you on the other side. Have a Merry Christmas. Bye, guys. Thank you.